The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. McCartney is in the building. Michael McGear McCartney well, is with Ian Lee. Thank you. And together oh. we are McCartney and Lee. Oh, you, you make my heart melt. I know you're wrong. Is that your hearing aid whistling? We had Jess Comrade in the other night and his hearing aid was whistling. He <laughs> was so lovely. But Hold on, can you hear mine? <whistles> Can't hear a bloody word. Pardon? I said, have you heard this one? Go on. Uh, how's it going? <laughs> Think live of birds. Yes. Oh! 
20 years on the telly yeah. of the Liver Bird, guess whose whistle introduced oh, that? Um, Alan Cummings, the great Scottish actor, yeah. once shook my hand in Liverpool. Wow. And, he sh- and I said, what was that for? I just told him I was the whistle on the Liver Bird yeah. on the telly for 20 years. He says, my God, son, unbelievable. You can't even... You're what, doing what, what Jess what did Conrad I do? What did, did I do? What did I do? You're, you're whispering the F what? word, but whispering Flipping? it so loudly what's that wrong? everyone can hear it. What's wrong with Five Flipping? minutes in, I've had to talk. <laughs> Flipping cat, what's up with you? Where is Flipping cat? She's on holiday in Corfu. So she says... Come closer to come closer to the mic. You to and me. Jess Conrad, you I old. Say, why do you want me closer to you, Ian? Because you're a very attractive man. True. And uh, I <laughs> would like to get to know you well. Yeah, better. Okay, better. Okay. Um, now you're here to plug an album. I was thinking that on the way here. But McGear album. Well, no, nope. McGear album. You have to earn that. No, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no. All you do is come on the radio live and say... (laughs) (laughs) You're worse than Oasis. Slip Or another modern rock and roll band. That's right. And all you do, (laughs) taking account in... Lipping Oasis. You, all you do is say, McGear album. Weirdos. Weirdos. McGear. And all you do is keep (laughs) saying it. McGear. Weirdos. Weirdos animation. McGear. I. End of round one. Cherry red. I. McGear. No, for a fact. You've had a. Hiya, Ian. Nice to meet you, Mike. Pleasure. You've had a very relaxing dinner. I'm saying relaxing and I mean you're pissed. <laughs> I am re- I'm as relaxed as a dinner. <laughs> I'm as relaxed as a judge. <laughs> You've been out for... Am I allowed to say who you went for dinner with? Oh, well, depends who did I go to dinner with. I can't remember. I'm so relaxed. It was Sir... <laughs> what? Peter Blake. Sir... Ah, oh, Pete. One, one of the one of the greatest living he artists. He is great artist. Uh, he's incredible. He is now the most important thing. All you people and all you're going to say, oh, Peter Blake, the Sergeant Pepperman. Did he now, do that as well? He did that. I as was well. unaware of that. Now you look at. All, I used to go to the Walker Art Gallery in Liverpool. Yeah. To, uh, because I liked the hat, you know. And there on the walls, I saw Peter Blake before he was Peter Blake. What was he doing on the walls? He was on the walls. It's, it's Just hanging his, out. It's out of his skull. <laughs> yes. After all these meals in London. <laughs> and on the walls, I remember one particular, something called, I think it was Titania, this lovely little furry glen with this little furry and this thing. And I think he got, he got yes. the artist prize, the John Moore's exhibition prize. He beat David Hockney. Wow. Peter Blake. Yeah. I've got the, the the brochure that I went as a child to prove it, that he got the first prize. Hockney came third or fourth. Peter Blake got it because he's that good. So check it. Google him. Check out. Check out. Check out as well. Check him out. Chuckle out his checkles. Chuckle Brothers. Uh, on uh, Google and just see his stuff. He is Oh, Peter Blake, though. Great he's, artist. He is incredible. And of course, Sergeant Pepper is, is, you know, if you know, if, if, if you, you don't know anything about him, you'll know Sergeant Pepper. But he Slightly is well so much more yeah, yeah. than that. What is he doing hanging out with you, Mike? Because he's got class. <laughs> has, has That's he? why, Ian. Oh, I see. That's why he's hanging out with me, because he knows. Uh, 
troublemaker when he sees one. Yeah. And a charming gentleman. Is he a troublemaker uh, himself, is he? Peter's I, I, I can imagine he is. Peter's a quiet troublemaker, very quiet. Right, they're the worst kind. Yes, thank you. They're the worst <laughs> kind. The noisy ones, you know where to look. That's it's right. It's the quiet ones oh, who are doing yeah, stuff in the background. Left field. <laughs> got to say, you're looking very smart. V uh, lovely strides you've got on tonight. Oh, do you like my strides? I would like, I'm happy to swap trousers. Do you like the way I strided in? I did like that. Thank it was you. very impressive. Yeah, it was almost in a straight line. Wait till I stride. Out. We should say, for those who don't know, Mike McCartney, McGeer Mike McGeer. McCartney. McGeer album, Weirdos. Well, he's doing it McGeer album. Uh, let's do, let's do the, the, the shorthand. So, member of the Scaffold, I 60s. Was originally, the Scaffold originally called, when I joined them, they were called the Liverpool One Fat Lady, bingo terminology, the Liverpool One Fat Lady Non-Electric Show, oh. which no one could pronounce. Oh, I like that. Though. It's great, isn't it? I love those Very long titles. Like the Bonzo Dog Doodah band, yes. those long... That's it. Ponderous Happy titles. Python's thingy, whatever yeah. that's called. We used to work a lot with Python. Did you? Yeah, oh yeah. As we amalgamated with the Pythons and the Bonzos, yeah. uh, with, uh, what was it called? Grimms. The Grimms and the Bonzos. Now remind me, because I know Neil Innes was in the Grimms. I can't remember everyone's well, he names. Went into Python, didn't he? With the Ruttles yeah. and Pythons, all that. He fell out with, with the Pythons. I don't quite know what well, happened. Well, we won't a... go into that. No, 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 but well, I just, we won't go into that, that breaks my heart. Let I saw, him go into that. I saw the Pythons a few years ago, and, and it was such a shame that he wasn't part of that huge show at the yeah. O2. Neil Innes is just... He's very clever, isn't Neil, he? Neil Innes... <laughs> Do you have a story? Go on. So, not that I would... Ian, not that I would interrupt your very valuable uh, television show. I'm just uh, speaking are when there's a television gap. here? Yes. Oh, yeah. This is television. So we, we could get him. We told him there were pictures for my camera. Here we go. <sighs> okay. I go keep those on. I'll get a picture of that. Okay. This is. I should tweet that picture of what I'm having to deal with. All those poor people at home that went to silence and haven't got telly radio. Press your red buttons now. Now. Press them now. Now, what were we talking about? You were I'm about gonna, to... I'm going to tell you. Uh -oh. I interrupted you. You asked about Neil Innes. I didn't, but you were going to tell me about him anyway. Anyway, I was staying at his house in London. Show off. Uh, many, 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 many years ago. He stayed at my house up north. Yeah. But well, um, I believe you're from Liverpool, is that correct? I am from Liverpool. I am from the centre of the universe, Liverpool. Yeah. And Neil, well, I was staying at Neil's in London, and I came down the stairs one day, and Yvonne, his wife, was there, and I said, wow, that's great. Is that a new uh, Neil track? <gasps> Don't say anything. I said, why? That's a new Bowie track. Oh. And, and... <laughs> Bowie had ripped off Neil Innes. Well, I'm not saying anything. Ian, would I'm I say it. that live on your radio? Not that you're controversial. No. No. Good. Oh, no. no very way. friendly. No. But that's all she said. Shh, don't say anything to Neil, because that's a new Bowie album. Bit, sort of. <laughs> anyway, we but, were saying... Because, of course, McGeer. Oasis did rip him off. Weirdos, animation. Uh, Oasis did rip him off. Did they and he... Bowie or Neil? No, Neil. They... they, they, they da, Na, 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 na. Sounds like Coronation Street. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does sound like Coronation Street. <laughs> no, but um, one of their songs, they stole the free d d to be an idiot. Oh, did they? Yeah. How sweet to be a idiot. Sweet to be an idiot. Oh. And Neil sued them. And oh. Got, oh, did he? And he got, he got a big old check out of it. Oh, yeah. good. Good, good. Oh, good. Because Neil used to come on stage in Grimm's. He used to come on stage. Imagine this, everyone listening. There is a man 
that comes on stage now and sits down at the piano with a duck on his head. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Very straight, very serious. Strangely, the students seem to like this. I'll tell you a bit soon, if you can remember, oh. about Mooney. Mooney? Entering our I'm establishment. You okay. won't believe this one. Okay. But initially now, we're in a, a Grimm's performance and suddenly... Uh, Neil comes onto the piano, nice, dark, little, little, we had two things as well, and he came in and sat at the piano with a duck on his head, right, and then just, dunga, 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 how sweet yeah. to be an idiot. Straight, dead, beautiful song, beautiful singing with a duck on his head. Yeah. And the other one he did, now then, Talking about here being ripped off. Yes. Um, we are. We're doing world exclusives. Here yeah. we go. This is now it, guys. You tell me who got what from. Okay, go on. Neil Innes in Grimm's used to be, right, here we go, nothing's on. Suddenly from the back of the stage, you would have the spot, center stage on a microphone. Everything else is black. Suddenly there's a boom, boom, boom. Boom. And there's this bloke emerges from the back of the stage with a great big giant on these enormous big boots. Yes. Right? Yeah. With a guitar. He comes boom, 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 down to the microphone. And he goes to talk into the microphone because he's so tall, the road he has to come in, put the microphone yeah. up. And so, oh, ha, 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 funny, funny. And he's got his guitar. And he goes, with enormous tall boots. You, me you mentioned the boots. Okay. They're integral. And so he plays it. He got his guitar and he goes, ladies and gentlemen, a short blues. And then walks off. <laughs> <laughs> On the giant boots. Now, what film have you seen a, a rock singer uh, called Tommy? I'm not giving any clues here. <laughs> But you think about, and then where, I wonder where he got Phil, it from. Was it Scaffold's backing singer? Oh, of Reg, course, Elton John. Thank you. Sure plays a mean pinball. Sure the very it. famous scene in the movie where he's on these, these boots that are about six feet high. Funny you should say that, Ian. Did he make that from you? I didn't, no, no, Ian, uh, from Neil. From Neil. From Neil. Right, after this... You and me, we're getting in my car, we're going to drive round to Windsor, we're going to find Elton's house, yeah, and we're yeah. going to um, put a dog poo through the his letterbox. No, no, put the boot in. Oh, hey! hey! That's why I'm here. Fifteen minutes and we got <laughs> to the punchline. Right, we're going to play some ads. When we come back, we are going to talk about McGee the album. I think you've heard... Oh, McGee! No, don't! The album. No! And the weirdos. Stop it. McGee. This is Talk Radio. Esoteric. After hours amusement for anarchists, air hostesses, and jet lag antipodeans. Can I, Cobras? Can I crash on your floor? The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh, here we go, 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 where do we go? Here we go, oh, oh, oh. Um, a fitty hole. Can I sing a song? Yes, please. Can I sing this to you? Let's yes. get this to you. Please. Thank you. <clears throat> <sighs> oh, yeah. I've been wanting to do this for years, and last time I came in, I just didn't feel confident enough. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it now. It's a bomb moment, but here we go. <clears throat> 
Michael McGear, you have always been my inspiration. That's all I've got. But oh, that'll do me. It's not bad, is that'll it? That'll do me, Just a little tune pal. I'm working on, that'll kicking it around. Me. That could be a hit. <laughs> It's my favourite Beatles song. Yeah, Genuinely is, is, is Martha, my idea. I love is it. Is it a Beatles song? Yeah, but have oh, you heard of the Beatles? I thought it was Scaffold song. Scaffold. A, a much group. better band. Thank you. A much better Thank band. Thank you. Uh, McGear is That's the me, album. McGear. Oh, I know, but we're Esoteric. talking about... Now we're Terry talking Red. Uh, uh, McGear the, album. The Widows. But Animation. The Thank Widows. you. We're talking about the album. 45 years yes. after it um, sailed to the lower regions of the yeah. hit parades. That's right. It's come out again. Yes. Well, thanks for coming in. Anyway, coming up, oh. bye everyone. <laughs> Back to Liverpool. It's been brought out on Cherry Red, which yes. is a brilliant label. Yes. They do really nice. They, they put a lot of affection into their yes, releases. Yes, they do. They they really Good love people. the. Yes, they're very important. It's, it's very important. I had two choices. L.A. Yeah. was uh, equally very nice people. Yeah. Uh, in L.A., they wanted to re-release it, and Cherry Red Esoteric wanted to release it. And the first question I had to ask is, why? Mm. After 45 years, why do you want to... Oh, no, now we're going to put it out with not only the original uh, McGear album on luxury vinyl. Now, I had to ring Billy Kinsley from the Mersey Beats and say, because he'd done tracks on the CD2 of my McGear album on yeah. Esoteric Cherry Red. Yeah. I said, Billy, what's a luxury vinyl? <laughs> <laughs> he said, it's all right, Mike. It's good. It's heavyweight. 180 grams. That'll do. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. 180. Makes it play better. Grams. Grams. And, uh, it's a stunning, better. It's a stunning piece. There's, so, there's, there's the vinyl. Yes. Luxury vinyl. Luxury vinyl. There's the double CD with yes. DVD. Yes. So, you get the original album. Yes. Loads of bonus tracks, B-sides, yeah, unreleased stuff. Yeah. Um, you get the fella from the Chieftains playing the Irish yeah, Pipes. Paddy Maloney. Which is my favourite yes, track. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And then what's and on... Viv Sanchal singing. Oh, that's so sweet. That's <laughs> so sweet. Lovely Viv Sanchal yeah. uh, on there towards the end of CD2. Yeah. What was he like to work with? He must have been frustrating, he, actually, I'd imagine. No, he's a big, really? lovely big ginger. Oh, good. He was the original ginger. Yeah. Oh, Viv was like, you go to his house... And you'd get into the lounge, and there's these big, uh, what, I was going to say speakers, because I'm looking behind you. Were they speakers? They, no, they no. were water, what are they called, with fish in them. Tanks. That'll do. Yep. Thank you very much. What are fishes doing driving these, a tank? I have no idea. tanks were there, and they had uh, turtles or terrapins in them. Did in they? this house. Yeah, yeah. Big tanks, long tanks, etc. Uh, Viv was one of those people you call an eccentric. Yeah, yeah. A beautiful man. But in the truest sense, because sometimes y y yeah. eccentrics are kind of, they are self-made. They, no, they've no. like, I want to be an individual, so yes. I'm going to dress no, no. crazy. He was the real deal. He was, he was an eccentric. He couldn't help it. No. He, it was just the way he was made. And a beautiful human being. And what a, there, when it came to, what's it called? Magical mystery tour. Mm. And so, right, Orchid says, so I've got this pizza, and he had a pizza. Now, I've heard this. This is how well, he, he had, wrote the movie. Yeah. Uh, and he had a movie and a pizza. Yeah. And he had all these sections of, and it came to a nightclub bit yeah. here on, on the pizza. You could see it now. Uh, and it's, I need a, a band to back the stripper. 
and they're thinking of the Temperance Seven. And I said, yeah, good, but, uh, and obviously, you know, he was thinking of Scaffold, but we don't play music. We, mm. we're not, we need musicians mm. to play our music. And you need, uh, Temperance Seven are absolutely wonderful, but, uh, this new group called the Bonzo Dog Doodah Band. Yeah. They are like a, a new young Temperance Seven. You've got to hear them. They are, well, it's up to you. Leave it to you. And they heard them. Oh, yeah. Get them in. And, and the, so they had on the film, you, you will see, mm. and them in their prime. What they, are they, is it Death Cab for Cutie? Yes, I think it is. And and the, I've seen it. The son and daughter of Mr. and Mrs. Ma, Mrs. The son and daughter of Mr. and Mrs. Mickey Mouse yeah. is one of those things. Oh, the, check out. Google those yeah. Bonzo Dog Doodah Band and just, I think they're something like 175 quid short of a thing. They're trying to say, somebody's trying to nick their name. What? They're trying to, on Twitter, oh. there is now the son, Viv's son, lovely man, is trying to get a campaign to save the name of the Bonzo Dog Doodah Band. Wow. And there's something like 175. Oh. They've got thousands in to go to court and to get, to get the, the rights of it. But there's something like 175 quid short. So all of you listening in, that's all it needs to save the Is that the, Rupert the Bonzo. Rupert is, uh, isn't that funny? You saying that. I remember this kid as a little baby going out to the house. And uh, he is, Rupert is... As a baby, and now he's, now he's big, a grown man. A big baby. I'm, but right, right, I will find that campaign, and we will we will plug that. We'll see if he wants to come on and do that and protect his dad's <laughs> legacy. Because Very that's... Um, that is important. Um... Magia. Magia album. Esoteric, Esoteric Cherry Red. Red. Animation, yeah, yeah. weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How did it do when it came out? In 74? Yeah. Uh, it just came out and they said, Mike, they rang me from, uh, what was it, Burbank, LA. Mike, we've got this wonderful album. Are you? I saw like Jerry Little. Ladies and gentlemen, i got this wonderful album here. And, or Mike, you're gonna come to America and, and plug your album? I said, no thanks. Oh. No. Gosh. I've been to New York with Scaffold. Yeah. And stayed in the Chelsea Hotel mm. with cockroaches in the shower. Oh. Lenny Cohen stayed there. It's lovely. Watches film. Well, the, our, the, our point tonight, of course, is to educate everyone. Yes, definitely. So we've seen Lenny, uh, his film, just saw his thing in fact with, uh, Nisha and Oh, the, yeah, um, it's, it's Nick Brunfield, isn't it? Nick Brunfield movie. Uh, whatever it's called. Yes. Go and see it. What a man he was. Is it oh, he was Mr. Lover Lover. He oh, was Lover Lover. Romantic. Lover, lover. Is it a good film? Uh, it's interesting. It shows what a sort of gentleman he is. Yes. Mm, not my kettle of fish, yeah. but he was one of those uh, charismatic people. Yeah. And ladies of... Oh, they flopped to him. Well, you see it on the film. Yeah. But, uh, anyway... What's that got to do Stop with this conversation? Stop plugging other people's things, Mike. Well, no, you've got to this educate is people. This is why it didn't sell much in 74. Yes, true. Come on, that was just <laughs> Sorry. And later. so, he said, come over to America and sell your McGee album on Warner Brothers then. Not Cherry Red Esoteric, on Warner Brothers then. And I said, no thanks, I've been to Scaffold, Bitter End. Yeah. Didn't like it. It's our, you know, all the, the mugging was going on then. I had an umbrella going around New York. It was not for the rain. It was to fence off the muggers, right? Oh, and so didn't like, I don't know, didn't want to go there again. No. No, no, Mike, you realize it's very important to yeah. come to, uh, so you don't know, just like you very much. Uh, do you realize that it was Elvis in uh, LA? 
he said, uh, yeah, you should really come and plug us, mate. And I said, uh, well, really don't want to do it. He, he said, uh, you know, uh, you know, whatever you want. So I thought, um, and really, he really was determined. So I said, this is easy. I'll put him off. I said, okay. Oh, great. Yeah, you come in. And yet, if I can have a limousine from my house to the airport. Yeah, you got it. And then first class flight from uh, Liverpool Airport to New York. Sure, you got it. A limousine from there to the Waldorf Astoria. Yeah, okay, you got it. Uh, a suite in the world of Astoria with Dom Perignon champagne, flowers, etc. And then hotels right across America, the best hotels, etc. Limousines, etc., etc. You got it, you got it, got it. And my own photographer, you got it. Uh, limousine oh. driver, yeah, you got it. Everything. And I said, uh, and Derek Taylor, because he worked with Warner Brothers yeah. in London. Uh, we'll have to ask Derek, Mike. We'll have to ask Derek. Come back to you, but you've got everything else. Bloody hell, I didn't, I just wanted, I didn't want, I want to stay in Liverpool. <laughs> so eventually Deggs said he'll come. Oh, yeah, wonderful. The, the, a wonderful Derek Taylor. And so we did, we toured America and the next time have me on and ask me about the tour across America. Particularly ask me when we got to busing, uh, Boston, no busing in Boston. Ask me about when we played The Man Who Found God on the Moon. You will not believe you, Derek But we're not I. allowed to talk about that now. No, we're not. Okay. okay. You can. Well, can't, well, tell me then. Don't tease us with next time you invite me. Because okay. I'm a big fan of Derek Taylor's. Pub- he was the publicist oh, okay. for the Beatles, for the Beach Boys. He moved to uh, the to LA. Beach Boys. And, he, and um, he was the person that coined the, the phrase, Brian Wilson is a genius. No yeah. one had said it before him. Yeah. And what I love about Derek Taylor is, um, very qu- seen from what I've seen, very quiet, softly very. spoken, but just balls of steel. Oh. And would just say anything oh. that needed to be said Outrageous. to sell a record Outrageous. or something. Like Ian Lee. Apparently so. Radio. Yeah. Exactly like it. Outrageous. I'm not as, I'm, I'm, I managed to get sober though. I know Derek struggled <laughs> with that a little bit. I, I did as well, but I managed to get sober. You got to the middle of the story already. Oh, right. Sorry. We'll go, we'll go, go back, go. we'll go back to Boston. Go but on. in the middle of the tour, yeah. he said, Michael, my dear boy, I'm going to have to leave you now. Oh. <laughs> because if I continue with you to Burbank, Los Angeles, Hollywood, I am going to be an alcoholic. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to be... Um, yes. Okay. He actually admitted it. So he left halfway through. Yeah. But Boston, we got to Boston. Go on. And they had to hear <laughs> the limited edition uh, pressing of my McGear album on Esoteric Cherry Red. Yeah. And not then, it was Warner Brothers. Yes. And so... We said, yeah, sure, okay. And this big guy, he was a big Warner Brothers representative, and oh, we've gone Elvis again. They're, they're all, uh, all sound like Elvis, these yeah, Americans. Yeah, they do, they sound far too And he said, and he was a big man, uh, black hairs thrusting out of his shirt, yeah. etc. a man's man. And he said, well, you guys like to hear your acetate. And we said, yeah, no, yeah, of course, that's what we're here for, okay. Now, I'll give you a few uh, movies, I'll give you a movie, whilst you're watching it. We said, well, no, we can't listen. No, no, I'll turn the sound down. We said, oh, uh, oh okay, okay. Uh, so we just want to uh, skip a couple. Just want to hear, there's only a couple of tracks on the limited edition. And The Man Who Found God on the Moon, the wonderful Man Who Found God Great on song. the Moon. Yeah. Esoteric, beautiful little girl, uh, and it made me happy, all about Christian and all that. <laughs> and this, and so <laughs> we are listening, Ian. 
Yes, are, Michael. We are listening to the man who found God on the moon. It's a long a one, six minutes or so. Isn't beautiful it? thing. And the video turned down, comes on. It was something called Deep Throat. Oh, my goodness gracious Have me. you ever heard that? It wasn't uh, uh, children's time. No, no, no. We no. had never, Derek and I, are watching this thing, listening to this beautiful esoteric sound, watching this thing. If anybody has seen Deep Throat, don't Google it. No, 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 no don't do Google that one. To, not safe for work. that's what we had to watch. Why did and, they no, put no, that No, no, hold on, Ian. Of course, in the end, Derek and I are on the floor, killing ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the incongruity, the extraordinary insanity of the world that's going on around. Um, that was a memory of, we will never, Beautiful. ever forget. Beautiful. <laughs> it's a lovely album. Thank uh, you. The band on there are Wings. Mm. Paul McCartney, Linda McCartney, Denny Lane. Who was the drum? Was there a drum? Uh, at the yes, tunnel? no, no, it wasn't Wings. Uh, our kids said, okay, now you finished your scaffold, you finished your grims, uh, you know, uh, what are you doing? I said, not a lot. He said, why don't we do a record? Uh, and try and make you some money. Having six kids, it might help with putting Aye. bread on the table. So I said, yeah, sounds like a good idea. We'll make a record. Came down to London, this place here, London. London, Talk Radio, we are live in, in London. London. Yeah. Okay. I sat around his house, and this, a magic little song, just him on guitar, or three, him, Lynn, and me, in wow. the house. Chinky, chinky, chunky, chunky. And this thing, all oh, this little magic uh, thing, uh, descended on us called Leave It, this song called Beautiful. Leave It. Wonderful, really lovely. It was so perfect. Great. Let's record it. Went to Abbey Road, recorded it in Abbey Road, where I used to do all the scaffold stuff mm. anyway, and our kid did all his Beatles stuff. So we knew it very well and recorded it. Great. Sent it to New York to Linda's dad and brother, and they listened to it. They, what are you talking about? Everyone's going, if you did it. They love this, this, uh, song. Why didn't you do an album? Mm. So our kid rang and said, right, New York is good. They love it. Uh, and they want to do an album. And I said, uh, okay, yeah. He said, have you got enough songs? I said, well, I've done the McGuff McGear thing. I've done the woman album. Mm. So I have been writing apart from Scavo. I have been writing a lot of songs. Yeah, I've got a lot of songs. I, I have to work with a group. He said, I'm a group. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'll work with you I'm then. I'm a group. I'll work with you. And so he was doing, he had him, Lynn and Denny. Brilliant. That was the, their lineup. And so uh, he said, what about a drummer? What about the drummer you had on Woman? Which was Jerry Conway, great drummer. Mm. And so I said, oh, perfectly, if he can do it, great, Jer Jerry could do it. And so we went to Strawberry Studios instead of Abbey Road, too expensive. That's the 10cc. 10cc studio yeah. in Stockport. Right. It's called Strawberry. And... Um, uh, we recorded, started recording. Then they brought in Jimmy McCulloch, young Jimmy McCulloch. Yeah, some and, guitarist. And so he, and then little Paddy Pipes came over from Dublin and did his beautiful talk. You'd hear him talking to Linda there on that talk, and there, that lovely that <laughs> little pipes there. And you'd never heard a man that can bend a penny whistle. Oh. Now. You can, you can't bend a penny whistle. Paddy Pipes can. Beautiful. <laughs> and then we had Brian Jones doing his sax from The Undertakers. Okay. Brian Jones from The Undertakers yeah. came. And so that was the basis of the McGear album. And that's what you have today. Uh, and, and Cherry Red, Esoteric. All the... All the bonus tracks, some yeah, of them yeah. were released, but a lot of them weren't released. Were, they, were mm. they just sitting around in a vault? They were up in my roof with... 
they said on, on the big old tape. Uh, well, that's what uh, Tony Red Esoteric said. <clears throat> I said, okay, uh, L.A. or here, London. Yeah. And I said, uh, Terry Red here, please. Thank you. Thanks for all the tapes. And our kid and I had done it on MPL, his company called MPL. Yeah. And we leased it out to Warners. So they said, okay, sign, sign on the dotted line, gives the tapes. And I said, okay, rang MPL, can I have the tapes, please? The, uh, Terry Red want to, uh, release this esoterically. And so, uh, they said, okay, yeah, yeah. And then Denier. Another month, another month, another month. Can, excuse me, they still want the tapes. Have you got them? Yeah, we're looking for them. Oh. Another month, another month. Uh, I think uh, Warner Brothers got them. Another month. This is over a year. Wow. This poor esoteric, like, uh, where's our tape? You said, you signed the letter. Where's the tapes? And in the end, Warner Brothers had lost the McGear master tapes. Wow, wow. So they said, we can do it from record, but have you got any original tapes? So I said, uh, there's some in the roof, up in the roof of my house that have been there. I know every now and then what the cobwebs up and that'll yeah. look. I'll have a look. So I've got these uh, 15 IPS boxes. One of them said, McGear Master Tape oh. Copy 1. The other one said, McGear Master Tape Copy 2. Beautiful. And another record Say another thing he said, leave it, uh, master, etc. Uh, with AP engineer. Do you I know who the AP engineer on leave it was? No, go on. Ever heard of Dark Side of the Moon? Oh, oh, Alan Parsons. Have you heard of Happy Yeah, yeah. Alan Parsons. Alan Parsons, was the of engineer course. On leave it. Wow. Okay, I didn't know. Should <laughs> <laughs> I read this? Bloody thing, absolutely magic. So I've got them here. Look at these boxes here. And they said, great. And they said, can you play them? I said, well, my old Revox went out years ago, but Norm's lent me his tape recorder. I'll go and play on, on the, tell us what's on there. Tell if it is, because on the box it says McGear album, might be bloody scaffold, uh, uh, three blind jellyfish, long strong black pudding. So <laughs> I'll, I'll go and, I'll go it's and like play. It's like having it. a conversation with my mum. It just keeps going off into little, t and I'm trying to keep up. Don't keep up, son. I'm trying. The, the big thing is <laughs> for you and all the audience listening. Yes. Know that I go off on tangents. Oh, we love it. If I go off on tangent, just bring me back. I, no, I love the tangents. Now, where was I? Uh, Norm was getting his, um... He got his tape recorder. Yes. Game. Norm said, lent me his tape recorder. <laughs> I said, right, I'll go and play him. Esoteric Terry Red. Smashing. I said, oh, before I put the phone down to you, by the way, there's a bit of white stuff, gunge on it, you know. Uh, is that all right? Oh, what? White stuff, gunge. He said, don't play it. Oh. I said, Why? If you play with white stuff on it, uh, whatever it's called, it, it will you just put it on and the tape heads will wipe your albums no. off. Oh, yeah. And so they it's like a mould or something. A mold, it was. Wow. It was mould. I've been there for 40 years. I know, but look hot after and your cold, tapes, Hot kids. and cold, roof, hot and cold, hot yep. and cold. This white mould is on. Don't play it. Bring it down to London and we'll bake it. And so... <laughs> That's being what they a do, isn't it? Yeah. Being a satirist, I said, in the oven? Yeah. Yes. That's what they do. They, I swear. And I took a suitcase yeah. of these tapes, including these other ones, mm. some tapes with Pete Wingfield and I, some tapes with Billy Kinsley and I, some tapes from Savile Row, Apple Savile Row. Some, I bought them all down in a big suitcase, a very heavy suitcase, from Liverpool Lime Street to London, Euston, gave them 
to Jerry Red Esoteric and it took a long time. They baked them. They saved them. And this is, yet yeah, they saved them. And this is what you hear. Beautiful. This magic that Beautiful. we hear now. I want to talk about the DVD in a second as well, but let's take a, let's take a call. We've got a few calls, but I, I would like, if you put your headphones on, uh, mm. Mike, let's go to, um, they're around your head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> By the way, folks, all of you that are listening will have just seen this lumbering scout kit <laughs> looking, uh, looking for his headphones if that it's were round. too his. loud, follow the lead around. But I want you to say hello to our friend Nigel. Hello, Nigel. Hello, Ian. Hello, Nigel. You're through to Mike McCartney. Oh, oh hi. Hiya, Nigel. Nigel's uh, a musician what, as what well. What are you in the skit? What are you in the skit? Don't go. Nigel, go and stand in the one bit of your house yeah. where you can get a I'm phone signal. It's usually clear in the kitchen. Is that better? That's much better, oh, yes, good, Nigel. thank go you. But uh, don't, Mike, go, don't, go, in, don't go near the oven, yeah. Nigel. You might bake okay. yourself. Yes. Carry on, Nigel. Yes, Nigel. I can't hear. Was you in the scaffold group years ago? I was indeed, Nigel. Yes, I was I in the. I was in the scaffold. That was. Thank you very much for the ENC. Thank brilliant, you very much. Thank you very, very, very. I'm doing the repertoire. Uh, <laughs> we'll hold on, hold on. Do, 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 do. Do you yeah, remember? Yeah. Ready? Uh, oh, we're on here's another one. Oh, we'll drink, drink a drink a drink to Lily the Pink, the Pink, the Pink. And finally, oh, Liverpool, oh, lovely <laughs> Liverpool. That's going That's, back a bit, isn't it? Of course, He's I very do. old, Nigel. I do. Nigel, I, I do go back. Yeah, 60s. 67, 68. Nigel, would you, because Nigel phones in and sings us, um, sings to us from time yeah. to time. Do you oh, want to sing you? anything to Mike? Uh, yeah, if I, well, do you like Sinatra songs? Do you like Sinatra? Yeah. I do, yeah. I love Sinatra. Is that Frank Sinatra? Frank Sinatra, I mean, yeah. yeah. Or, or Barry, no, Barry Manilow is a, is a bit more upbeat. No, no, Sinatra, Sinatra. Give, give us a little, not too much, Nigel, because I, I want to, I want to talk about DVDs and stuff, but give us a little blast of Frank Sinatra. So, Frank, I'll, I'll, I'll do a, um, a swing one, uh, something Good. a bit lively. Oh, away you go. Love uh, it. Yeah. Fly me to the moon and let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter or on Mars. In other words, hold my hand in other words, darling, kiss me, let me sing forevermore, oh, yeah. because you are all I long for, all I worship and adore, okay. in other words, please be true. In other words, Take it home, Nigel. I love you. Yes. Ooh, yeah. Thank you very much, Nigel. Cool, Mike Nigel. is here. We're going to find out a little bit more about the new album. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Here we go. Are you happy to say I'm what you were just happy. saying then on the radio? Yes, what did I say? About your daughter having a significant... Or she's My son. Gonna, well, your, your son's having a birthday and then you... Yeah. You grasped up how old your daughter was. I'm not going to say it. Well, I, 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 it's a lady's prerogative. Exactly. We are not going to mention any uh, ladies' uh, birthdays without their permission. Thank you. Can I ask you a question I've always wanted to ask you? Yes. Can I have Paul McCartney's phone number, please? Of course. Go on, what is it? Uh, Garston 6922. <laughs> 
I'm not... That, you know. Was that the, really the number? The, in our house, we had a house called Fourth in Road, 24th yeah. in Road, that the National Trust has bought for the nation. They have done, haven't they? And they said, can you remember what your old uh, phone number was? And I said, Garston 6922. Mm. And I said, I'll check on that. So I rang our kid. I said, remember that black uh, Bakelite phone we had in Fortin? Yeah, of course. I said, what was the number? He said, Garson 6922. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been, when did they buy the house? Was that a while ago, the National yeah, Trust? Quite a while now, quite a while. So you've, uh, you've been there, obviously, too. Uh, I, the only reason they bought it is because of me. To kick you out. You Come on, it's time you moved out and got your own place. I moved out uh, when there's something called Beatlemania was happening. Oh, And yeah. it was getting a bit too hurry. Because and all the fans would rock up. Yes, all day. Wow. And so it was getting a bit hurry, and so we had to move. And so my dad, being a, a Liverpoolian, said, okay, we'll move, but we're not moving so that all the kids can see us. Because as soon as we've gone, so he booked a, uh, they'll strip the house. Mm. So he booked a, a removal van for 12 o'clock midnight. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, this is the truth. I bet we, that happened in Liverpool, though. People doing a, a midnight, midnight flip. flip. Yeah, of course. Well, we were doing it for the most uh, valid yeah, reason. Yeah, of course. And then we mo moved out. At uh, midnight, nobody knew we'd gone, and the Mrs. Jones and her family moved in. She had it for like 30 years, and in the end she was, she rang, she weirdly, her daughter ended up where I live on the Wirral, over the water. Wow. The Beverly Hills of Liverpool. Yeah, posh. Obviously. Very posh. And so she rang me and said, look, Mike, the uh, National Trust are interested, long story short, and, but the end was, the National Trust are interested. I said, yeah, we, our kid and I have been talking about this, and that they are the right people to have it, because if we sold it to commercial people, they'd have uh, fun furs in the garden, big wheels, elter-skelters, etc., and uh, we're thinking of the neighbours. That's a, like you think of Nides the other day uh, looking after him yeah. and, your, and your listeners. You really do care about your, your listeners. So we cared about our neighbours that are going to be left with a legacy of this. Got, the fans are coming in every day anyway. Mm. And so the National Trust having it was the right thing. And so she said, they're going, they're there at the house today. Can you take me over to Liverpool? And I said, uh, well, okay, I can't bring you back. I've got to go on. But I will take you over and meet the National Trust because, uh, you know, they're the ones for the house. So uh got out the house, went down the path and suddenly thought, hold on, hold on. I will take a book of, because it's now a little modern house mm. with posh carpets, posh windows, double glaze and all that. I'll go and get me a book from the house that I, photographs that I took as a kid in our old house. So I went back, got the book, put it in my bag, went, took Mrs. Jones to the thing. And there are these gentlemen from the National Trust mm. looking round the house. Oh dear, oh dear. Oh look, daffo glazing carpets and oh dear, oh dear. This is not what we envisage. We envisage an old, you know. <laughs> no, no. I was completely not interested. <laughs> And so, well, okay, I'm not a bloody house salesman. I said, I've got to get off now, your daughter's coming for you. I said, I'll go. And as we were leaving the house, I said to the National Trust gentleman, I said, oh, by the way, I bought this book of how it was in the old days. You want to look before I go? I've got to go. Oh, if you insist. 
totally disinterested. Yeah. Oh, yes, they are. Oh, they are. There's a picture in the lounge here. There's it in the carpet here. The off-cuts of carpet. We couldn't afford a, a whole carpet, so the auntie has brought an off-cuts of carpet. There's on the, uh, the arms of the armchairs here. They made these covers for the armchairs to stop the springs coming out and ripping wow. our school clothes. This yeah. is true. Yeah. And there's the old window. Oh, sash windows. Oh, they're not double Sash windows. Oh, those sort of doors there. Oh, oh, oh. Suddenly on. they could see it. Suddenly it, they were back where I was, as uh, we were as uh, people living there all those years ago. And, uh, the, oh, all right. So the deal was, uh, if we have your photographs, if you uh, will buy your photographs, uh, and we'll buy the house. Wow. And that was the deal. And then, uh, Yoko got the idea, uh, to buy John's house, help them with buying John's house. And that's the only reason those Incredible. wonderful little time warps. Yeah. Little magic worlds are, are there. I've not been. Have they made it look like 1962 It's in there? like we used to live there. Really? Linoleum. That must be weird going. <laughs> it a bit time bit. travel. After they'd done it up, it was a bit weird. Yeah. Because I I lived there. I lived in that. And so, and our kid going around with James Corden the other day. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know what I mean? That's the first time he's ever been. Yeah. And amazing. so, uh, cause every time he'd gone before, he'd ring and say, there's nobody in. I said, you soft son. Ring me, I'll, I'll get There's the a key under the mat. Obviously. <laughs> and so, uh, so both of us going there's back. There's nobody in. No, but just nobody in. <laughs> Open the door, oh, let him in. <laughs> brother Michael, that's a tell you. That's you. That's me. That's you, brother Michael. Well done. Yeah, I know. You, how quick um, you are, Ian. Thank you very much. Uh, your pleasure. dad, Jim, wasn't it? Yeah. He, he must have been so proud of you two boys mm. when it, when it took off. For both of you. Mum Mary uh, died in 56. Yeah. Dad died in 76. Mum saw nothing of the insanity. And let me make this very clear. Mm. If my mum would have lived, uh, you would, I wouldn't be sitting here as a, wow. a, a, a cheeky chappy, uh, uh, you know, an entertainer. She would have told you off. No, she would have said, uh, go into the professions. You're not going into music. No way, Jose. She would have put us in the professions. You'll be talking here to Dr. McCartney. Wow. More, more likely Father McCartney. Wow, really? Is that Catholic, the way it could have gone? Uh, th- no, I can show you that's the way it would have gone. would have gone. Mum, what Mum said happened. But, but Dad was in a band called Jim band. <laughs> so when Mum died, it, the rules were relaxed. He bought uh, me a banjo, my brother a uh, guitar. Then a set of drums fell off the back of a lorry. <laughs> as we say in Liverpool. <laughs> I was practicing the drums and broke my arm and this left hand it, yeah. died. Yeah. It was a dead fish, paralyzed, and Pete Best got the job. Really? This is I the truth. Ian, 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 that I once, well, no, you see, I also forget as well. Of course. You've obviously forgotten, but I also forget because it was a long time ago. It's only this when the it. quarry men, I was doing a one-man tour called uh, Sex drugs, rock and roll, I wish. <laughs> and I was in Bristol and one of the quarrymen came in wow. to, to see the show and he said, there were great uh, times in Fulton, weren't they? And I said, uh, yeah, why? He said, you know, when you were drummed with us. I said, did I? I did what now? On the set of drums. <laughs> I'd forgotten. <laughs> yeah, you used to drum with us. You were the original drummer. <laughs> oh, okay. He said, I remember you coming up for having a wee upstairs where our kid on that cordon thing used to play his guitar and yeah. echo. He said, I remember coming up for a bog up there and I used to see you on the, in your room, uh, drawing. You were drawing. 
and I was actually drawing the weirdos. Well, Funny you should bring that up, easy now Ian. Because we've only got like four or five minutes left, and this is the DVD that comes with the McGear album. I'm going to post all the links to where people can get it and stuff. Yes, please. Um, but you've always been, as well as being music, and you've written hits, you've had big, big hits. Enormous. Huge hits. Gigantic. Um, but you've also, artistic in phot photography. Yes. Got your camera with you. The cover of Chaos and Creation in the Backyard is... That is one of mine. It's a stunning picture. From one of mine. Taken when, I guess, what, you were 16, 17? Uh, very young. Some, through, through my mum's neck Some curtains. picture. So you've got your photography and we think you've, you've yeah. had books out, but also drawings, cartoons, sketches, and this is... Now, that's fascinating. You should bring that the weirdos up, Ian. Funny that. You told me to. You passed me a note saying, please talk about the weirdos now, otherwise well, I'm walking. Don't mention the money. I do apologise. commercial radio. <laughs> and, uh, I, now, how about this for extra, I, all the things you forget. Yeah. All you do is do things. In life, all you do is do it. No good talking, do it. Yeah. Like taking photographs, you know, I'm worried about photography. Don't worry, take it. Yeah. Everything. Don't worry about talking, talk. Mm. <laughs> if it goes wrong, it doesn't matter. That is not exactly. important. It's do not it. important, yeah. D.I.M., my father used to say, do it now. Brilliant. And so, uh, he, and how about this? The drawings I used to do then, the first scaffold single, uh, done by uh, the man, the director, what they call the producer, was a man called George Martin. Oh! And our record was... Charles' dad. Yes, I've heard That's him. right. Our record was called Tadai's Mantai. Tadai's Mantai. Mantai's Washington. It was that slow. Strangely, it was a miss. But that was our first record. Two days, letter two, mm. two days Monday, mm. three blind jellyfish yeah. on the record. You look at the, uh, th I hope it's on the DVD, the drawings of the front of it looks a bit like Blob from the Weirdo. Yeah. You turn it over on the back, it is Beaky from the Weirdos. Then in 19... Uh, it was before, thank you very much, which was 67. So this is 66. I drew the cover of the Scaffold's first uh, record, and that is now part of the Weirdos animation. Isn't that funny? Over Isn't that years, weird? 52 years, 52 yeah. years later. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> so the DVD is the animation... Uh, no, no, the weirdos are separate. separate. We weirdos are separate. The animation separate. I did that in Edgehill University okay. with Pete and LA Productions set up there. Right. Do you know LA Productions um, are? No, I do not. LA Productions, you will when I say we Jimmy McGovern's uh, Hillsborough. Oh, gosh, yeah. Uh, Sean Bean's Broken. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, moving on, all these things. Beautiful place. And they got me uh, to LA to do the weirdo animation with Pete Miller in Edge Hill University. And they are now, you can see them on my twits. I'm a twit. You're a twit as well, aren't you, Ian? <laughs> you are a twit. I love old people speaking about modern technology. Yes. <laughs> Twitter, yes. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's the one. That's the one. That's what the are one. you on there? You're at, oh, it's complicated. I, I Just think type in Mike McCartney and you pop up. Twitter. That's right. It's at underscore Mike McCartney underscore. That's right. Mike, we're out of time. Oh, no. It's a great rehearsal. Do you want to do it for real now? Should we? Yeah, okay, yeah. Oh, this has been taped. This is... <laughs> We're going to go live now. We're going to go live now. That oh, was just great, a little press okay. run. And then remember all the answers that you did and we'll do it after 11 if oh, that's no, okay. Oh, no, no. I don't do oh, things Michael. again. Michael. I, just, I freeze. 
Magear is the album. Magear Esoteric Cherry Red. It's yeah. out there. Usual places. I'll I'll find some good links and I'll tweet it as well in a bit. And I'll at you so if people want to follow you, you're very entertaining on Twitter. Um, what you about the weirdos animation. Are you going to do any any more shows? Any like one man shows or um, performances with mm, Roger McGough or mm, anything like that? No, they want to get Scaffold back to get Esoteric Cherry Red. Are talking about a compilation, oh, a yes. big Scaffold compilation, yes. and getting all those things that we did, Scaffold oh. did. And there's a great song. The guy that found the Morecambe and Wise lost tapes. Yes. And Doctor Who lost tapes. Yeah. Found Scaffold live at the Talk of the Town. Oh 19 man. 69, Ian, if you can ever see that, we want to get it, on, it. Uh, to people. It is magic. Yeah. Was it our prime? In the, You've got uh, to do it. Oh, no, it's on. It's there. It exists. Right. We came to the British Film Institute and we went on the stage asking, answering questions, questions and answers, and people saw it. On Even my wife likes it. <laughs> oh, gosh! Ian. Ian. I was talking, good. I was talking with Pete and Chrissy at Alresi just then, and they said, what, what about that, uh, scaffold live at the talk of the town? I said, uh, Ro, what do you think of that? She said, oh, it's good. Yeah. That for my wife of 37 wow, years. Mate. Ian. Ooh. What a day. Ooh. What a time to be alive. Ooh. Actual scenes. <laughs> so nice to see you. And you, kid. I'm really glad that this this album is kind of getting the recognition it deserves 45 years later. It's a funny old world, isn't it? Some, it is some of them are a slow burner. And, uh, <laughs> they get there when they're meant to get there. Yeah. Um, we'll carry on as normal, dear listener. 0344 499 1000. Thank you, Mike McGee and McCartney. Thank you very this much. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Listen. 
We go. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, the late night alternative, you can call in about absolutely anything you want. Dear listener, Ian Lee, Catherine is away on holiday. So up hers. Let's go to Malky. Good evening, Malky. Evening, Ian. How are you? I am on top of the world, Malky, looking down on creation and I'm loving it, brother. What have you got for us tonight? I, I just wanted to comment on uh, the last hour. Okay. What an amazing man. Absolute. I mean, what a story. What a life story. Isn't it? And it? I can't believe I had to use the dump button on, it, on him three minutes into the interview, though, with him <laughs> whispering effing. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was a liquid lunch. Good uh, on him, man. Good on him. Exactly. Absolutely brilliant. I mean, even, even that with the number. I mean, that'd be a good test for the Beatles fans. That is, I mean, do you know what, as a, as a Beatles fan, I'd, I'd not heard that before. I had not heard yeah. that before, and that is a, that's a great little bit of trivia. What was Paul McCartney's home yeah. phone number? Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, he seems so, so gracious, and, and he just, he's, uh, just absolutely, I was actually going to ask him a serious question about, um, the James Corden thing, about that. Oh, yeah. The home. And then, obviously, kind of answered that. And then I, I saw this Wikipedia thing about him. I don't know if it's true. He was a hairdresser with uh, Lewis Collins. Yeah, this is what... This is, uh, do you know what? The thing with... Because well, this is the second time we've had Mike in, and I, I, I pray to God yeah. we get him again. I had so many... Because I wanted to ask him about being a hairdresser with Lewis Collins. And then it just goes off on so many different yeah, yeah, tangents. Yeah. There's so much I wanted to ask him and just didn't get the chance to. But um, yeah. we'll get him in again. Yeah, no, I, honestly, I just wanted to say I really enjoyed that, and you, you're amazing, man. You just, you just Thank let you, him go. Thank that you, is great. I appreciate that. Thank you, Malkin. I'm sorry we didn't. I'm sorry I didn't get to put you on. Thank you for. I just honestly, I was fanboying myself, and I was I was kind of enjoying the vibe myself, guys. I wanted them all to myself. If I if I apologize, if I have to, Um, but we got to hear Nigel singing with him. That was um, that was unusual, wasn't it? Oh, oh, we didn't get to talk about Mooney. I've written down Mooney as well, and we didn't get to talk about that. Oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand. It's Friday. How has your day been, dear listener? I tell you what, I saw Angry Birds 2, which was quite good, actually. I, I quite like the Angry Birds franchise. Uh, not quite as good as the first one, but still very, very entertaining. Um, strange old day. A lot, um, lot of bad vibes out there today, man. A lot of um, uh, heavy energy. <laughs> it's been a lot of uh, having to... to uh, and I'm trying to... I'm speaking very carefully, because I don't want to... Um, name names or tread on anyone's toes or or, or, or stir the, 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 the shitty pot any more than, than I have done. But there's been a lot of um, having to fend off attacks with my psychic energy uh, today. And I know that sounds a bit nuts, but it's been a real test of my, um, my confidence and my self-beliefs. Two things that I'm sure the majority of you who've listened to this show will be aware I don't really, ha- in the past, I've not really had that much of. 
but today I've kind of had to um, stick up for myself in a way that maybe even six months ago I would not have been able to do. Certainly a year ago, six months ago, I wouldn't have been able to do it. And I would have either shied away from it not said anything, or I would have gone too far and got got angry and, 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 and got a bit aggressive. And today, I was firm. I was polite for the most part. I said I said two things that, that actually, looking back, were cheap. Which this is over a series of emails. I, said, I did two cheap shots that I'm not particularly proud of. Um, but I walked, I walked one of those cheap shots back. Um, the other cheap shot I didn't want to make a thing of just in case it was, it went unnoticed. Um, I did all right today, man. I did all right today. I stood up for something I believed in, despite the fact there could be some unpleasant consequences down the line. And, uh, I stood up, I stood up for something. And that's a, that's a tough thing. To acknowledge and to accept sometimes, you know what I mean? And I'm not just saying that for me, I know from, from, from listening to you, dear listener, and Dredge and George will come to you in a second, I promise, um, that, the numbers, significant numbers of you, maybe you listening this very second can find it difficult or struggle to know the right way to deal with, um, confrontation. It was, it was, it was, a, it was confrontation done on email. But it was, it was confrontation. And it would have been so easy. I really was, was raging at one point, And I just wanted to reply, oh, F off. That's game over. I've learnt, I've learnt that. That's game over. You do that, you're out on your ear and you've got, you've got no comeback. And, um, and I, I cried a little bit this afternoon with, with frustration. And I did help. Here's what I did. Here's what I did. I did healthy things. Um, normally I would phone Katha, but she wasn't here. So I phoned up, uh, another friend of mine, Simon, and said, man alive, can I talk to you for a bit? I'm having this happen today and I just want to tell you it and I just want to rant about it. And then once I've ranted and I've calmed down, can you try and distance yourself from being my friend? Always impossible, I know. And let me know if I'm way off course here and if I'm being a dick or if there is some thing in what I'm doing. So my friend Simon let me kind of rant and rave a little bit. And then I said, right, that's that off my chest. Am, am I am I even close to being right here or am I completely in the wrong? And he said, well, I can see their point, but it feels like you're doing the right thing. Now, of course, he's slightly biased. He's a friend of mine, you know. But that was all I needed to, um, to help me see. Maybe, maybe I do know some things and maybe, um, I have the power to stand up for myself. Do you know what I mean? You know what I mean, dear listener. I'm, I'm kind of rambling and I'm really, um, also aware that I can, I'm in a very privileged position of having a national radio show and it'd be really easy to go on and name these people and say, these people have been dicks, man. Uh, I, I want to, and I'm, I'm deliberately, not alluding to who they are or what the situation is. I'm being as vague as possible because I don't want it in any way to, to be seen as a pylon or a, a bullying or any of that. But I don't know. What, what I'm saying is there is hope for us if 
we learn to stand up for ourselves. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Uh we'll talk to Dredge in a second. This is the late night alternative, weeknights from ten with me, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. A star cross soapbox for Sailor Boys, oh. Stable Girls. Well, I'm on the end. And stripper grands. It depends who you with and it depends on the situation. Late night speech radio with a difference. Thank you. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. It's Friday. It's kind of I'm feeling a little bit loose tonight. Um, it was interesting, and we didn't say it on air when I was talking to Mike. Uh, and I kind of wanted to, but it was kind of hard to steer that conversation, which made it a joy for me. I'm just sat there as an audience member, and um, off air we said, "Isn't it?" We heard the news, and there was news of a uh, uh, of another stabbing, and we kind of was saying, "Well, isn't it?" Aren't things a bit dark at the moment, you know, in terms of, of, of the world and stuff? And he said, yeah. And I said, well, that's why we do this. So this is why me and Kath do this show like this, because there's not enough silliness. And, and we're trying to avoid the normality of what is out there. And he went, no, 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 you've got it the wrong way around. He said, what is out, what's happening out in the world is silly. This is normal. Being off your nut is normal. The, the murders, the politics, all of that, that's the silliness. Don't get involved in that silliness. You carry on being this normal. So with that in mind, we go to Dredge. <laughs> Hello, it's Normal Dredge here. Normal Dredge here. <laughs> NDH. I've, I've never felt normal, I must admit. No, no. But, but I like his idea of flipping it on its head that we are the normal. Yeah. Everything I mean, out there like... is the silly. Yeah. I mean, I don't know whether it's silly. It's just sort of scary. Yep. I'd say it's more scary than silly. Yep, yep. Which is why I like uh, silliness. It's like an escape from all that. But I see what you mean. He's you, head. you young man, are going to be in print very, very soon. I'm excited, Tommy. The um, late night alternative transcript book is in the final stages of production. The cover wow. is done. The book is done. Right. I have ordered two copies from the online vanity publishing site lulu.com. Two copies. One for me, one for the lady that turns up here sometimes. Her name escapes me at the moment. We will look at those copies. They should arrive late next week. We will look at those. Well, I say look at them. We'll flick them. If we are happy, the book will go on sale with um, a little piece written by me at the start. A tiny piece written by Catherine at the start. A very short piece written by Bob Mortimer at the start. And a nice piece written by Dredge, NDH, normal Dredge here. Dredge is in the book as having written the second foreword. <laughs> wow, that's great. That is cool. I hope you're, I'm very excited about that. I think it's going to do really well. Very, I hope very well. so. I hope so. It's a really weird, um, it's a really weird thing, Lulu, because, so, so basically all the profits are going to go to the Samaritans. Me and Kathleen are going to take a penny out of this. Um, and it's something like, it's bigger than I thought, it's 268 pages, that's a tome. Um, and so I think, I'm, I'm kind of looking at the pricing, and I think we're going to put it on for 12.99, and does that, does that sound alright, Dredge, 12.99? 
Totally fine. Does Considering it? like a, a magazine these days costs about ten pounds. It does, doesn't it? All right, good. Twelve ninety nine, and and I think I've got this. I think that means for each one at twelve ninety nine, it's something like six quid profit. So Lulu, take that's if you buy it from Lulu. Don't buy it anywhere else. Just buy it from Lulu. Otherwise, if you buy it from Amazon, it's like two pound fifty profit. So Lulu, take I think seven pounds, something like that. It's, it's, these figures are slightly off. I, I'll, I'll get them and I'll, I'll publish them so it's all completely transparent. And then we get the Samaritan get like six quid out of that which i think is a fair i would like it to be a bit more but i think that's a fair whack i think 12.99 is a bargain for a 268 page um book the way it's all going to you know charity and stuff and uh, hopefully hopefully people will enjoy it me and kath have chuckled been chuckling at reading the transcripts i think it's funny brilliant and it's, it's a great idea really good idea i mean 200 and 58 pages is, is quite a tome, isn't that's, it? I that's mean, a thick old book. But people are asking, just to say, people say, oh, can we get signed copies? I can't do it like that because this is, Lulu is one of these sites that publishes them when they're ordered. So it's not like we have 500 in a, in, in, you know, my garage. None will exist. And every time you go online and order one, they will print one up. So we can't, we, we don't touch the book. So we can't sign them. But if you see us in the street, if you come to one of our live shows, we are happy to sign them. Of course, it will be our absolute pleasure and privilege to do such a thing. And then once that's up and running, then we start looking at the seven-inch single. And not one single penny from that will go to charity. It will go to me and Catherine. You'll end up rich beyond the dreams of Bernard. Ay, ay, ay. Do you remember... Um, well, I quite like Robbie Williams now, but but I, I hated him for a long time. And the thing that really made me hate him was when he signed a big American record deal. Yeah, I remember this bit. This is when everyone went off him. Yeah, and oh. he, he he got a deal for £80 million, and he said, I'm rich, rich mm. beyond my wildest dreams. Yeah, good luck, mate. Well oh, done. Oh, hang on a minute. Do you know what? Um, hang on a minute. Here we go. The most expensive British record deal of all time. Robbie Williams refused to confirm figures, but his new contract with EMI, announced today, certainly means one thing. But I'm rich beyond my wildest dreams! There we go, that was it. <laughs> what a plum. But don't you think everybody in, in, in Britain went off him at that point? Yeah. Yeah, that was you know it. I mean, it was it was just a daft thing to say. That was it. That was the. And that, that was, was the it. end of his. That was the end of his career, really. Well, well, he's he's doing all right now. <laughs> he's not doing badly. <laughs> I wouldn't no. say it's quite the end of it, but yeah, it was the end yeah. of the the hits, I suppose. It was, yeah, because he was on absolutely everything all the time. Yeah, wasn't he? Yeah. And then suddenly, you know, gone. David Cassidy, isn't it? So talking of David McCallum. Hello. I've been on a David McCallum kick today. Okay. And uh, he released some very, very odd records. I didn't really realise this. But um, one was called My Carousel, oh. which is which essentially is him shouting. Oh. I don't know if you've heard that, but it's one of the strangest records. And then he did another one called Communication, which got to number 32 in the chart. We played Communication. Right. We played that. Is, sort of is that the one where it's him, like, talking... Yeah. Sort of Shatner-esque style. That's it. Yeah. And then it turns into a bizarre parody of Leader of the Pack. Okay. But then this really... There's a strange record called Love Ya Ilya. The, uh, Love Ya Ilya. Okay, Ilya Kuryakin, yeah. Have you heard of that? It's by Angela and the Fans. And it's a sort of novelty record about that character. And there's a bit in the middle eight where he says, 
well, there's some woman singing, and she says, there's something different about him. Know what I mean? And what's different about him? He's lovely and clean. Oh, it's on the pie label. I used to like looking at the pie. Here's the thing, kids, right? I bet, I bet you were the same, Dredge. When I was a kid and you'd play singles, right, um, as you, you would get so much pleasure from listening to the song, but also looking at the label as it went on the record player and as it was going round and round. And pie was one of my favourite labels to look at. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, they were the Kinks label, I think. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Right, okay, well then, then, then up next is another song about Ilya Kuryak, and God, this is niche. So, good night to you all, and God bless you. This is The Cleaners from Venus, and Ilya Kuryakin looked at me. out if this is the greatest song I've never heard in my life, or if it's awful. <laughs> well, y you know, that those two things aren't mutually exclusive. We continue. Struck, I'm awestruck, and I know that so many of my listeners like it when we fall down musical rabbit holes on this show, as they so often tell me. Why do you keep playing that shit music? Um, anything else, Dredgington? Um, just I, I heard a, a, quite a long interview with him that was quite recent. I was thinking this is going to be great, and he, very dry. He you could barely remember anything about anything. Very dry man. I remember years ago he did a TV, boring TV program about a conductor and he was interviewed and he was boring. Very, very dry man, David McCallum, I'm afraid. Yeah, he's done all, he's had this incredible life, but, uh, you know, bad interviewee. Uh, Dredge, thank you very much indeed. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. We got Val, Darren and George, but let's go to Jerry first. Good evening, Jerry. 14 for a copy. 
Protein for coffee. Six, do you want to meet up for a 69? No, an eyeball. It's <laughs> called an eyeball, isn't it? An eyeball. eyeball. Not, not 69. CB, we're doing Game CB robot. language. CB talkings. Yeah, what's he do a CB? No, it wasn't allowed one. Why not? Because they were illegal and my, my parents bummed the law. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, 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 the famous detective one. Yeah, you weren't allowed to. They were illegal. And then they became legal for a bit, but no, we never, we never had one. I really, 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 really wanted one, but, right, um. Tinder. Tinder. Sorry? Tinder? Hi, Tinder. 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 CB is like Tinder. Hi, chat rooms. Yeah, well, more like chat rooms than Tinder, I think. I've never been on Tinder. Except, of course, when we put this show on Tinder, and then Tinder, um, pulled us off. They said, they said no, that we, they, 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 not like that. They, t they took, took us off and said that it was against their rules and regulations to have a radio show on there. But you'll have sexual deviants and murderers on there. Hey, anything goes on that. Anything, anything goes, anything goes. So are you doing records? Me and Kath are doing a seven inch, we're doing a seven inch single. And the wheels, seven inch records, bing, bing, bing. Do what, what? James Whale well, has a seven-inch record in the charts. I don't think James is a seven-inch. I think it was more like a three-incher. <laughs> Two-inch. Two One-inch. Fle flex floppy disk. Fle flexi disk. Uh, tiny penis. Tiny soft penis is what was, is the joke that we're making. If anyone wants to finish that themselves, they're more than welcome to. Hello, Miss. Mm, picture disk. Picture disk. Say again. Say again. Slow down. Slow to meditate. Peace and love. Say again. A good old picture disk. Picture discs. They're expensive. They're too expensive to make. They were ace. They were, they were Picture discs sounded rubbish in the 80s, actually. They weren't very good quality. But now, yeah. as someone who runs a record label, I can tell you the picture discs, are, there is no difference between a picture disc now in terms of audio quality and a black vinyl. No difference. Okay. That's just... Thanks, just... Until you again. Until... Thank you. Have a good weekend. Up your bum. I got there first. Ilya Kuryaki, look to me! Uh, some song. I, I think I like that song. We might, we'll play that after, um, midnight and, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what, what happens. Well, nothing will happen. I mean, that's what was going to happen. Hello, Val. Hello, Ian. Hello, Val. Hello. How is your jigsaw? Still the same. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. Uh. Still crapping on with it. Get on with it. It's jigsaws are great. You start off with enthusiasm because I did one a while ago, a thousand pieces a while ago. Start <laughs> off with enthusiasm, then it gets a bit boring and frustrating, and then it, you enter this kind of weird zen-like <laughs> state where all you and the jigsaw are one, <laughs> and then you finish it and you leave it there for two or three days, and you break it up. That's that's life. The story is life. The circle of life. Life and death. Well, yeah. No. This. What, what you got? What you got this weekend, Val? An not orgy? A lot. Not a lot. Not not a lot. Well, I got my boys this weekend. I think we're going to go and see Horrible Histories movie. <laughs> I think we're going to go and pick up um, a stereo that I bought on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> Facebook. Well, because I'm banned on eBay. I, I got addicted to eBay. Not banned from it. I've, I am self-banned from it. And so I gave Catherine my login, and she's changed the password to my eBay. So I can't get on that. I can look at stuff, but I can't get on there. But um, I'm not banned from Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> so I can still buy stuff on there. 
Wonderful. Wunderbar, wunderbar. Copenhagen. All right, Val, anything else? No, thanks. Just have a good weekend. I'm going to have a great weekend with my boys. We're going to have a laugh. We're going to have a lot of fun. My um, eldest is, is uh, my eldest is doing some top, se top secret that I'm not prepared to share with you. All I can say is I'm so proud of him and I'm so excited for him. But I can't, I'm not going to tell you what it is. Because you know what? None of your business. None of your business. I'm going to be helping doing something very, very special this weekend. Good evening, Darren. Good evening. Hello. Hello, sorry, that took the loudspeaker off. I yeah, got wrong. Th thank you, Darren. Luckily, I'm in a wonderful, wonderful mood. I noticed that's the only reason I rang. I normally get shouted at. Never shout at you, Darren. That wasn't me. <laughs> that was an imposter. I was being held hostage <laughs> by the no, Taliban. No hey, it was a funny one, right? Oh, by the way, off the track, you know, one of the things I bought when I was young and I used to buy them every week, money, pocket money, right, was Centres Working Overtime by XTC, XTC but I did not... Centres Working Overtime, trying to taste the difference between lemon and lime. It's one of the greatest pop songs of all time. That's why I bought them. I bought one every week, money, pocket money, every year, um... It's a funny one, this, because last night I went to ring, is right, I was riding, I went out for a ride yeah. on the bike, Um bit of a midlife crisis, practically, and that's what I'll do, oh. 20 miles there and back. Yeah. Anyhow, come on, so on. I got to a certain place, Hemarina, I think it was, and I thought, I'll give you a ring, and I thought, I'm going to get wrong for being a loudspeaker after, I just ride the bike and talk. Yeah, you can't, no, we can't anyway, have your loudspeaker riding a bicycle and talking? Jeez, are you insane? Well, I was on, I was on, off the beaten track, though. Okay. Uh, anyway, I, I didn't get a chance and then got mugged. <laughs> I was trying to ring you. You, you got mugged? mugged. I nearly did. No, no, nearly. Just a nearly. Well, bit. nearly getting mugged isn't a thing. What? Well, it was bad enough, you know, I was trying to ring you at the same time. It would have been good for radio. Oh, that would have been a Sony award, mate. They'd have brought back the Arias <laughs> just for that <laughs> clip of a guy getting mugged and me being all heroic and... That's all it was. I was uh, for nothing. It, was, it happened at the same time. I was it's off. It's been a while I since I've saved somebody's it. life on air. We, I, I need mm. something. I need a contract to coming up. I need well, something. It was, it was close. It was close. It was very close, honestly. How would you say it was very close to getting mugged? How, how close were, were you? Of, no, no, sorry. It was a car full of lads, and it was way in a, 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 it was a dead end. So I packed all my shit together out back into my little sack and went, went, went to go that way, and it was a dead end. So I went up this, like, sort of grass path, and I was away. So hang on, you, you know, nearly getting mugged? Getting in, like, oh, I, you nearly getting mugged? Was a car full of lads opening their windows and going, Way! Not in, in the vibe. Ooh, the view, Darren. Honestly, the vibe, the world. But honestly, what we're going to do is in, man.
Okay, go on. So, yeah. So, when you was away, uh, Nigel was talking a little bit about, like, you might be having his pip took off him. I might, uh, uh, yeah, he, I heard that. Yeah, I heard that. I, has there been an update on that? No. That's all I was wondering. I don't know why I, I heard that call, that. and I texted, uh, Catherine, uh, either that night or the next day, and I said, Mike was, uh, Michael, I said, um, Nigel's gonna be made homeless, isn't he? And she went, oh, I don't know. I said, yeah, listen, I predicted this years ago, right? And then when his oh. mum died, I had this conversation with Kath. Here's what, here's my prediction for Nigel's situation. So they're talking about taking his benefits off him. And because he needs to go to work, they will think that he is capable of working, which of course he is if he's listening. But you know what I'm saying? They will take his benefits off him. He won't be able to pay his rent. He'll get kicked out, and he'll end up homeless. That's my. Pre- that's my. That's what's going to happen. That's my prediction. I'm hoping it turns around, but I can just see it getting this whole situation incredibly sad, getting a little bit worse and a little bit worse and a little bit worse. And um, I like Nigel. He's a good man, and that, that would um, that would break my heart if that happened. I didn't know he could play the drums until I saw a video of him today. He's a great drummer. On, in, uh, not Instagram, Twitter. He's a yeah. great, great, don't look at too many of his <laughs> videos because some of them are a little bit sus, but he's a great drummer. It, it, this whole situation that he's in is crazy. It's awful. And I see that on a daily basis. Yeah. Of people that we go to support in these pit meetings. Mark, you work as a carer, don't you, Mark, for anyone wondering, you know, why you're sticking your beak in and why you know so much. It's because you see this all the time. It's it's happened with people that we look after in our own homes, that we look after not on outreach that we do. And it's crazy. People that can't work who are severely highly autistic, who will never be able to work, who can't really communicate, they're taking it off them. You hear so many stories anyway of, of, you know, people who go and are told that they're fit to work, have their benefits stopped, and then they die. <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing yeah. because it's so ridiculous. But then they die like three months later because they were not fit to work, you know. And that's that. those are ones that where it, it can be quite... But it's a huge percentage. And I, 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 I want to say it's like 70-something percent of appeals... But I don't know the exact figure, so I'm kind of backing off a little bit. But it's a huge figure of people that are denied their pips because they can work. Um, and then they appeal and they, the, the, the person appealing wins the appeal and they get paid out. I don't know, I don't know if you know how it works. Go on. So you have, so you have your assessment with a healthcare assistant. Yeah. They make the decision. And then if you, if they then say, no, you're not having it no more, then you appeal it. It goes back to a panel, yeah. and they say no, and then it goes to a court, which is a judge, a barrister, and a doctor. But when they do these appeals, it's normally in, like, a different city. Yeah, right, okay. So I've got to go to Birmingham next week to an appeal. Now, isn't that isn't that so that, that it, there is no bias? Is that why they do it in a different city? So that there's, there's, no, there's no local council bias it's it's completely fresh set of eyes it could be but i think it's for awkwardness oh to, to make it hard for the person to get there yes yeah, so then man. they kind of just drop the whole situation it's a lot of hassle like the the case like when you're in the the meeting in the courtroom it's like two and a half hours three hours yeah so it's a lot of hassle and it's a lot of scrutiny 
I don't know. I, I, I did hear Nigel's call last week. I was listening on my sofa bed in on my holiday in Rome that yeah, weren't it cheap. It, it was a great holiday, but, uh, but I, you know, I did, did moments like that when I felt, not guilt, that would be wrong, but I, you know, the, the fact that I was enjoying a nice holiday that had cost me a few quid and I'm hearing a fella might end up homeless, you know, a fella that we've got a, a close connection with, it, 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 you know, it, it, it didn't sit comfy with me. And also, I can't see what more we can do. So there's nothing more we can no. do. There's nothing more you guys can do. But the guy, the guy that helped him, I can't remember what you guys called them. The, uh, the advocate. The advocate, that's the one. We see we don't use them. Right. Because we are kind of the advocate. Um, I'm just hoping that he does his best for him. And like I said, if Nigel is listening, if they ask you a question, pretend you don't know what they're talking about. I know that's the wrong thing for me to say. Yeah. But that's the only reason to keep his benefits. Yeah. Mark, you're a good man. I really appreciate your, uh, your, what you do in your work. And I know I tease you a little bit from time to time, but you're a good sport and I and, uh, appreciate your work and I appreciate your call. Thank you. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. This is The Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. There we go. It just kind of drops into the old uh, thing. So I'm looking. So we played the cleaners from Venus, and I played the the full song. Ilya Kuryakin looked at me. I'll play it after um, the news at midnight. But it turns out it's this guy called Martin Newell, and I'm just reading about him. And he did an album produced by Andy Partridge called The Greatest Living Englishman. And I'm going through one of those phases where I just buy stuff on a whim. I just buy stuff on a whim, and I've just ordered it. I've just ordered it, and apparently he, he's written a book as well. Martin Newell. Let's look in the books department. Um, wonder what, 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 sorry, I should be doing this. How rude! Martin Newell, uh, memoir, This Little Ziggy, about his youth and his days in plod. This Little Ziggy. Um, oh, oh, what the hell? In for a penny. In for £7.99 on a book I've never heard of. Let's do it. Let's do it. 0344, dear listener. 499-1000 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you can. If you're waiting for the question, if you're waiting for the topic, there is none. Um, we just sit here and just chat and just talk about nonsense and life and art and love and pain and heartbreak and cats and, uh, um, kung fu films or whatever you want to talk about, man. I don't care. Pretty much anything goes. I I regret saying that just before this call. Let's go to George. Good evening, George. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, George. This is call number two yeah. of seven. Second wonder. Okay, second wonder. And uh, it's been very synchronistic this evening. Jogging memories of Peter Blake and Phil Stansel and Robbie Williams. I interacted with all, all of them. Gosh. Through Ian Dory, they were all yep. fr friends of Ian. Yep. And, uh, yeah, it's just, uh. What was your interaction with uh, Sir Peter Blake? I met him a few times and, 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 uh, 
I'm Hang on, we've got to stop you there. Just stop you there. We've got breaking news. Peter Fonda has died. I'm sorry, Easy Rider fans, but Peter Fonda has died. Carry on, George. He's died and gone to Rainbowland. No, he's dead. No, uh, he's gone to Rainbowland. No such place. So tell us about Sir Peter Blake. Well, he was a very nice man. There we go. Great story. Great anecdote. Thank you. So what what have you got for us tonight, George? And let's keep it snappy. Well, I I, I, I was thinking of Nigel as well. And a call he made last week, not the call you're talking about, but the call where, where he was talking about dreaming about his mother and yes. feeling that she was watching over him and uh, I'm sure she is and and uh, and that's where the rainbow land bit of synchronicity comes in because I, I, I would love Nigel to to make a hit record out of the poem I wrote and how is Nigel be, be, be realistic now just come on man how is Nigel going to make a hit record by recording the poem I wrote. Okay, how is, okay, I'll ask you the question again. How is Nigel going to make a hit record? By recording the right. poem that It I doesn't, wrote. that's not how hits work. No, this would, this would be a That's hit. not how hits work. You don't just record it. You, you don't just get a guy who lives on his own in, um, um, um where does he live? Where does he live? It begins with M. I want to say Margate, like Maidstone, thank you. You don't just get a guy, a, a single guy in his 60s to record a poem and it becomes a hit. It's a little bit more involved than that. I don't think so. No, it is, mate, it is, because you then have to release it and people have to buy it. No, no, people would buy it. No, they wouldn't, they wouldn't. It, it doesn't work like... George, come on, man. Now now you're, you're either ill or you're being deliberately obtuse. You know that is not how hit records are made. And also, the, the whole chart industry is not what it was. It's all based on plays and things now. No, it's a story. It's, it's, it's the story that go, goes with it. That you, you, through your programme, could... Get 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 a hit hit for Nigel and 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 uh, it's you know you never you said you played it once but you never played it. I don't remember. I probably I probably didn't. It's boring. Rainbow Land. No. I, I, Ian Dury. Oh, we played a bit of it. No, you didn't. You, well, uh, George, we played we played a bit of it. Yeah, but. Just the last line of the poem, what, 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 whatsoever our fate, yes. our destiny okay. is great. Okay. It's very what is the point? Okay, that's great. What is the point of this call? Because I'm getting, I'm bored out of my brains here, going, just going around in circles and arguing with someone who point doesn't know the, how hits work. The point of the call is, is to give Nigel some comfort and then, and, 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 uh, well, That's a noble, that's a noble thing to do yeah well i'm saying i'm saying in in my mind his 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 mother is in rainbow land there we go that's a noble that's kind of a noble if slightly weird thing to say why is it weird because there's no such place as rainbow land george for crying out loud how do you know because you made it up 
No, it's a poem that I received. I, I received. That you made up a poem that you made that you heard a voice in your head. I, I didn't hear a voice. I haven't heard a voice in my head since okay. January the seventh, nineteen seventy-seven. Now well, I, I wonder if anyone can break, beat my record. I the most boring number of phone calls to a radio station. No, I well, haven't okay. shed a tear since nineteen seventy-nine. The There's the problem. You need to cry. Yeah, no, no, I, I do. But I'm saying I haven't shed a tear since that's 1979. Really that's really sad. Can anyone beat that? Why would anyone want to? I don't know. No, I don't. that's sad. Why haven't you cried? I cry when something really good happens. And uh, I, I'm waiting for something really I, I good, had a good I had a good cry today. Yeah, well, I used to be a big cryer. But, yeah. uh, uh, There's the problem. There we go. We found it. We found it. We found that we found the problem, George. You haven't cried for forty years. Um, if you play Rain Rainbow Land, no, I'm not I, going I, to. I, I might cry. You won't. Wait, you what, won't. What, and what, I won't. Why should you not play it? Wait, I, wait, 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 I, I played a bit of it. It, was, it wasn't my cup of tea. You didn't play a bit of it. Yeah, George. Please, mate. I d don't call me a liar. I played a bit of it. I didn't like it. You didn't like it, but I want to give it to Nigel. Okay, great. Well, you get in touch with Nigel, you give it to him, or you could leave a vulnerable man alone who's got enough on his plate, instead of making promises about him having hits that what you know you what can't What a silly hit. thing to say. What, the thing you just said, no, yeah, it was. No, what a silly thing to say. What, the thing you just said, yeah, it was. What did I say that was silly? Everything since hello. You're pathetic. You really are. Am I? Yes. In what way pathetic, George? You're pathetic. In what way, George? Just... Uh, Give me an example. Just... Just... Enduring your, enduring your boring calls where you try and lead on a, an emotionally vulnerable man? Not trying to lead on, trying to give him some comfort, trying to... By telling him he can have a hit record? He will listen to the poem and he, he'll make a hit out of he, it. But there, there you go, George. That is rubbish. He will not make a hit out of it. He can't pay his own phone bill, mate. What's that got to do with it? It means he doesn't know how to do some things. It, and he's certainly not going to be able to make a hit record out of it. Yes, he is. Oh, gee, Jesus, is what it? you're no, saying no, no, is no, dangerous no, no, and poisonous. Sorry? What, you, you're, what you're saying is dangerous and poisonous and exploitative. What is dangerous and poisonous and exploitative. I'm not going to explain it because you won't listen and you'll just say I'm being no, pathetic. No, it's you that don't listen. No, I, it, it, it's me that do listen. I listen to your boring calls all the time and you're promising someone a hit record, someone who is emotionally vulnerable and is confused and you cannot give them a hit record. What stupid, arrogant, dumb thing to say! It's not, it's not stupid and it's not yeah, arrogant. It is, it is, it's, it's, it's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. I, I just, I don't understand you. No. I, I, I really no. don't. No, no. Oh well. It's just a lovely poem. Great. Well, enjoy it. Dig it. It ain't going to be a hit record and Nigel's not going to have a hit with it. Not if you don't play it. Well, n even if I do play it, which I'm not going to, he won't have a hit record with it. Why, why are you be, I mean, I, see, here's the thing. I, I struggle to argue with you because I think maybe you're ill and I'm arguing with someone who's ill because, because 
nobody can be this dumb, George. Nobody can be as dumb as you're being. I've linked myself to a biblical prophecy. Great, okay, I've linked myself to McDonald's. <laughs> what doesn't mean anything. It does mean a lot. It means it last mean night I bought three burgers, I bought three burgers and they only gave me two and I didn't find out until I was on the A40 and I was furious. That's what it means. No, that prophecy, the spirit of truth, is also called... How many of your prophecies have come true? I haven't made a prophecy since 1985, okay. since and when I became an, an, an apprentice so you, prophet. Okay. So, and how because many I, did, I did prophesy a few things back in 1985. One of them was, that didn't come true? No, okay. so and then I became an apprentice prophet, and oh, I haven't okay. prophesied anything since. Okie dokie. Sorry? I said okie dokie. Well, you've got the, um, you, you think you're going to write the winning entry for next year's um, yes. Eurovision? Yes, I do. The, li the, the lyric will be the winning lyric of, of the 2020. Have you submitted that? No. To any... No, the they're, they're, yeah. they're different musicians that are putting their... Because you kind of got to get your entries for, for next year's Eurovision quite soon. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, you, the, you got, the, you don't, they don't do it the day before. It's not like, oh shit, it's Eurovision tomorrow. Has anyone got a song? That one. Yeah, that one from the nutty old guy in North London. Boom, we'll have that one. It, it, there's quite a bit of planning and preparation goes into it. Whatever will be, will be. It's, uh, okay, now say something. Uh, uh, now say something that means something. Everything is written. Okay, Every, now say something. Everything is scripted. Now Every, say something that means something. Preordained. Now say something that means something. I'm telling you that everything is preordained. Okay. My favourite limerick: There once was a man who oh, said, Jesus. "Damn." It is born in on me that I am an engine that moves in predestinate grooves. I'm not even a bus. I'm a tram. And we are all being <laughs> remotely controlled to act out whatever part we're acting okay. in. Okay. Um, I, you know what? I actually just glazed over there and started reading tweets. So if I'm bored, the listener was probably bored about seven minutes ago. Thanks for the call, George. Ian Dury, Rainbowland. I'll just start it. Hello, Lime One, you're on the wireless. Hiya, it's Clive. Hello. Oh, it's, how are you doing, you right? Yeah, what you got? Um, I seen some of on uh, YouTube the other day. It was Nightcaller, a documentary from the 80s about Clive Ball's Oh, do you know what? I was, I was flicking through that the other day. Hey, listen, can we give you a call back and you come back on after the news? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice one, man. Stay there. Speak to Haley. You should take your name and number and give you a call. But I was, I was, this great. He's right. It's like in four or five parts. Documentary about Clive Bull from, like, the 80s. It's brilliant. Really, really good. Night caller. Go and Google it. 0344 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you'd be very welcome. This is the Late Night Alternative. It's on every weeknight from 10 o'clock with me, Ian Lee, only on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. And this is Johnny Rhythm just saying good night to you all and God bless you.
song. Bit of bootleg Lennon in the background as well. I think that's a great song. That's the cleanest from Venus, but it turns out it's a guy called Martin Newell, uh, and playing guitar on that is Captain Sensible, and Martin Newell did an album that was produced by Andy Partridge of XTC. More? I ain't got any more. But we have got Billy Joel! This is what popped up next on the thing. 0344 499 the late night alternative. I'm on every weeknight um, from 10 o'clock. Until one o'clock, it's uh, called the late night alternative because it's an alternative to everything else that is on every radio station right now. It'll be Brexit. It will be, should Corbyn be a stand, what do you call it, caretaker prime minister? It will be, it'll be just be the same old, same old rubbish. And listen, if you want to phone up and talk about those things, you're very welcome to. Um, but if, uh, but if you, but if you are going to do that, I just gave a secret message to, to my, my posse, a very secret message and they're laughing. It's just, hang on a minute, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. There we go. Just closing the blinds. Uh, so, don't do private jokes on the air. Don't do private jokes on the air. Do popular jokes. Hello, Clive. Right. Well, everyone else is just a lot of formulaic crap, ain't really? The other phone-ins. It's just now. This is the issue of the day. Phone-in and be angry. Don't want to listen to that. Can I, I'm going to like listening to people phone in and talk about, you know. But you're quite, you're, you're quite angry about that. You need to let that anger go. Do I? Yeah, let it go. Oh, it's, <sighs> there we go, it's gone. God, there you go. Right. Nice and straightforward. Beautiful. Sorted. I love it. Thank you. How much do I owe you for that? Did you know Perfect. what? That's a, that's a free one. I'm giving it Thank away free. Back. Lovely. My pleasure, right. brother. Uh, what you got? I found in about, um, I was, I was on YouTube the other day, you know, in a wormhole rabbit or whatever you call it, of YouTube videos, and I saw a three-part documentary, Nightcaller, about Clive Ball's phone through the night show yeah. from, I think, the 80s. It's about, it's about 85, it 86, I think. It's great, isn't it? Oh, uh, I loved it, especially because it showed you, like, how some some of the callers are a bit weird, and it shows you what's going on behind the scenes. My favourite bit yeah, is when lights. someone drops off a load of fruit, and um, yeah. he, he then holds it and goes, "Okay, call me now. What fruit am I holding?" And it, it, yeah. Clyde Bull is one of the greatest broadcasters in this country. I think he's great, and people go, oh, "He's he's he's really boring." No, no, no. He's amazing because he can turn his hand to anything. There we go. Hang on. Here we go. It's open now till 6am for you to call in when you feel the urge on 071-973-9733. Weekend through the night. Vicky in Inswiss Cottage. Hello, Vicky. Hello, Clive. Hello. Um, I wanted to talk about um, people's attitude towards homeless people. Yeah. It was last July, um, day before my 17th birthday, mm. um, I was kicked out of home and I came straight up to London and was sort of living on the street for about six weeks. It's some program, man. Go and find it. Yeah, it's three parts, and it's only had 4,000 views, and it's such a good... It, it's wonderful. How did you find it? Did you stumble across it? It just came oh, up in recommended videos on YouTube, which is a lot about the kind of stuff I watch. But yeah. uh, but there you go. But I recommend it to anyone who likes phone-in radio, especially the stuff where it's just, you know, 
people phoning in and just talking about whatever and it's not so... And that's the thing, and that's a really hard thing to sell to, like, Uh. the boss of a radio station. So what do you talk about? Nothing. Okay, so do you do do the news? Eh, not really. Okay, and... It's just, it's just natural, I mean, it's just, you know, unforced. Conversation. It's not some... And then talk about this. Tell me your views on blah, blah, blah. Oh, clear off. Here's the I, thing, I, right? I, Bre- Brexit, right, uh, has killed phone in radio. Because if you're not doing LBC, a show about. Bre- well, LBC, but this station as well. <laughs> if you're not doing a phone in about Brexit, right, I could get so many more listeners if I talked about Brexit all the time, right? I mention it maybe once every six months. Uh, but if, but uh, everyone else is doing Brexit, and and that seems to be what the it's majority terrible. of people want. It's just the obvious thing. Tommy Bud used to say, "There's too much anaesthetic passing around." Oh, that's good. And you know, everything's too soft and predictable, and that's why you need somebody on the radio who's just going to do something a bit, you know, different and unpredictable. Anyway, it made me think. I'd love to see a modern-day equivalent of that documentary going behind the scenes of some of your frequent callers. I'd love to see that bloke in Wales that always brings up as an argument and doesn't know what you're talking about. Oh, you, uh, don't, you don't mean... You don't mean... George. You don't mean Chris, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd, really? I'd find that fascinating. Uh, Rainbow Hang George. Hang on a minute, Clive. So Chris, Chris. Good. Chris, do you want to say something? <laughs> really? Is he having a go at me? <laughs> Just because I, I, I live down in Wales, Tiki get. I thought I, I, I was being sensible on the radio. You, you have that Raymore George and um, um, what's the other lad who keeps on wanting to sing all the time? You're my favourite caller. Pardon? Your favourite caller. I, I, I'm disappointed now. So Why? you think I'm? You put me in the, those categories to Rainbow George and the singer. So What's wrong with that? Well, You're a regular caller. What's wrong no, with I'm that? I'm not. I, I only rang a couple of times. Oh come off it, mate! I've rung more than five times, and you've rung ten times. That you, you me. No, I'm from the black country, right? Well, take it back. Take it back. Thing. Take it back. Uh, That's the most offensive thing you could say to someone from the area. Well, you could say that. Diolch have I? Shall I come right? You are. You are. I, I'm really disappointed now. You put me in the same category. As All right. What category would you like to be in? And I don't mean what category A, B or C. Prisoners. Well, I wouldn't w- want to be in the same category as that lunatic. All right. Think of a category. Or... Think of a category you'd be proud to be in, and I'll, I'll attribute it to you. Well, no, I, I think I've got a. Um, but um, I, you know, I, I like to listen to this radio station each evening. Uh, okay. I listen to Ian and Catherine. And Can you answer my question? You'd be happy to be, you know. No, no, I, 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 I feel right, quite, right. Then quite you're, an, you're an individual. You're an individual. You're not to be categorised. 
and you deserve respect. No, you categorize <laughs> to Rainbow George and that lunatic who keeps on singing stupid songs on, on the oh, radio. Okay, okay. Just because of you. I'm, I'm offended. That's all. Okay, well, you know. That's okay. You'll get out of it. Anyway, um, Mr. Lee, uh, I wanted to say I'd love to see a modern day version of Nightcrawler, but with your frequent callers on it. I think it'd be fascinating. And the other thing I wanted to suggest was do one about CB in a black country because it's very weird. <laughs> get up, Clint, on a Friday night and have a listen to Channel 19, and it's like listening in behind the Iron Curtain. What threads happened? Honestly, it's like for the people that found into this show, to be honest, but weirder. You still offended? So, <laughs> so what do you do up in the black country then? <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? You know, I live. I don't live there anymore. I've, I've emigrated, but you know, what, people no, live there. What do you do, Miles? Apart from the obvious. <laughs> What do you mean, apart from the obvious? Oh, you know, well, really, is that what you want? What, what, what's supposed to mean? What do you do in the black country? You know, we humans, we live. What, uh, no, you said, what do I do in Wales, apart from the obvious? What, what do you think I do then? Apart in radio shows, well, and getting confused, don't know, what else? Stereotypical now. Oh, why do you want to stereotype people in the black country? Well, how can you say that? You know, we'll do the same. Well, it, 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 it was a a question I asked you, and you just said to me, "What do you do, do down in Wales?" Yeah. Go on then, tell me what do you think. Back at yeah, same question. Back at you, mate. Same question. Back at you. Don't ask a question that you can't answer. Pardon? Don't ask a question you can't answer yourself. No, you just said to me, "What do we do down in Wales?" What do you think we do? I don't know. That's a question you asked me and I'll throw it back at you. <coughs> no, you asked me. Go on, tell me. Oh, what you, you said, think. you said, what do you people do in the country? And I said, what do you people do in Wales? Well, Just no, I, I, I imagine they, they, they're nice. You know, you, you live north of Birmingham. Incorrect. To the side. Okay. I do apologise, sorry. <laughs> right. <laughs> So what do you think we do down in South Wales? <laughs> Come on. You started it. Go on, finish it. You've gone silent. Silence is golden. Don't judge anybody who lives in Wales. Well, I ain't, mate. The thing is, you asked me that question and I threw it back at you and now you're getting all defensive, <laughs> so don't no, ask I, me. I, 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 you ain't I happy love... to be asked yourself? That's a no, fair, I, fair I, I, question. I love people right? all around... I love people all around the country, wherever they're from. That's what makes the UK, you know, when you've got different accents and you've got different... You don't have to judge people... Just so what's your point? Well, no, you asked me 
We always I do. I didn't. You asked me, yes, and you I asked you the did. same question, and then you started moaning. Don't swear, there's children I, listening. I, 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 I'm not moaning. <laughs> no. I, yeah. <laughs> it's only you brummies up there. Because it's not a problem. Second time, black country, the area. Not yeah. a problem. I, 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 I think I've got a nice accent, actually. But I want to ask you, when you ask me, what do we all do down in South Wales? And you haven't asked ask my question. What do we do down in South Wales then? What do you think we do? Con, you can be as much stereotypical or racist as you want to. Grab pussy! <laughs> it's no need of that. <laughs> yeah, baby. Grab pussy! It's no need of that. <laughs> what are you beefing on about? Just shut it, pal. Grab <laughs> pussy. We have Grab <laughs> Pussy. You know what I mean. Come on. We we can speak other language languages down here. We can speak French, Italian, Spanish and uh, what what do you speak up in the black country? <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hello, Alistair speaking. Have I just joined this conversation? Hello, boy. How you doing? I'm okay. Did you have any uh, problems at the uh, shop over the road today? Because I know that you've... Uh, the uh, people there give you a hard time sometimes, don't they? What do you mean? Well, Wait, you I, I, said that you, they're trying to sell you... Um, Jurex is down there or something. Oh, oh, I know. <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> Honestly, what they're lying, eh? <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> oh. Anyway, um, there's the other chap on from uh, the Black oh, Country. I, I think I, I upset him, I think, because... Well, you know, don't worry about it. Well, he, he... Don't worry about that. Because I'm down in South Wales, he, he's had a go. Yeah, yeah, I know. There's no need of it. I don't care I know where what said, your accent comes from. You know... Yeah. I know. Like I know. Ian Lee, he, he's got a... Mm -hmm. 
well, he's, he's got an insignificant... Uh, put my teeth in, Chris. He's got... Insignificant? A, uh, that's what I was trying to say. <laughs> yeah. Accent. So... Yeah. It's nice to have an accent. Uh, my accent... Well, I think so. Do you know where I'm from, uh, Chris? I'm from uh, Yorkshire. I would never have guessed. <laughs> really? <laughs> anyway, I've had a good day. Have you had a good day, Chris? Yes. Excellent, excellent. I, uh, yeah. I've been, uh, well, I've been lost a couple of days. Oh, I always get lost when I go out. I think, oh, oh I'm sorry to hear that. Hi. Does someone look after you and help you find your way back? Hi. I, I, I'm like a moth boy. All <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> I bought one of those bloody... Um, what are they called? Um, Amazon Echo things. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. I've, I've got, got one, but I don't use it because uh, it annoys me. But, yeah, so does it help you then? I, I, I bought one of those lights, so I... As long as I got the porch light on, and I, I, I right turn it on, and as long as all my neighbours haven't got <laughs> the same bleeding lights on, because uh, otherwise yeah. I end up trying to put the key in my next door neighbours. Oh, I do apologise. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's mm. trouble when you go blind, boy. <laughs> yeah, it's quite awkward. Yeah, how long have you been blind, Chris? If you don't mind me asking. Um, no, I'm not blind. I can still All right. So I, as long as I got the porch light on and I, I, I right turn it on, and as long as all my neighbours haven't oh, got. Oh, he's winding me up now. Same bleeding lights on. Because I, off I, I end up <laughs> put the key in my next door neighbours. <laughs> oh, I do apologize. You get. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's mm. trouble when you go blind, boy. <laughs> yeah. It's quite awkward. <laughs> yeah. How long have you been blind, Chris? If you don't mind me asking. Um, no, I'm not blind. Are you finished? On. No, no, no. I'm still here, but as long as I'm hearing that, oh, he's winding me up now, seeing bleeding lights on. Because Get I, off I, I end up put the key in my next door neighbours. <laughs> oh, I do. You oh, get spammers and the lights. I know. That's mm. trouble when you go blind, boy. <laughs> yeah, it's quite awkward. <laughs> yeah. How long have you been blind, Chris? If you don't mind me asking. Um, no, I'm not blind. Anyway, um, did you hear that story about uh, a chap who had an Amazon Alexa? Okay, and uh, he cancelled. <coughs> excuse me, he cancelled the subscription. We end up put the key in my next door neighbours. <laughs> oh, I do. Apologize. You get spammers and Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's mm. trouble when you go blind, boy. 
quite yeah. he's quite awkward. <laughs> yeah. How long have you been blind, Chris? If you don't mind me asking. You swine. <laughs> um, I'm not going to let you wind me up. No, I'm not blind. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to say farewell for now, Chris. Nice talking to you, mate. Hope we get a chance to talk to you again. All the best, Hata. Bye bye. Bye bye now. Bye bye. Bloody hell. How long have you been blind, Chris? If you don't mind me asking. You swine. <laughs> um, I'm not going to let you wind me up. No, I'm not blind. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to say farewell for now, Chris. Nice talking to you, mate. Hope we get a chance to talk to you again. All the best, Hata. Bye bye. Bye bye now. Bye bye. Bloody hell. How long have you been blind, Chris? If you don't mind me asking. You swine. <laughs> um, I'm not going to let you wind me up. No, I'm not blind. <laughs> Anyway, I'm going to say farewell for now, Chris. Nice talking to you, mate. Hope we get a chance to talk to you again. All the best, Hata. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Bloody hell. Hello? How long have you been blind, Chris? If you don't mind me asking. You swine. <laughs> um, I'm not going to let you wind me up. No, I'm not blind. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to say farewell for now, Chris. Nice talking to you, mate. Hope we get a chance to talk to you again. All the best, Hata. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Adio. Kick off your slippers, don't go to bed The party is just starting You can sleep when you're dead The Late Night Alternative With Ian Lee on Talk Radio 0344 499-1000, Gladiators star Cobra. Now, I would always say Cobra until I had to do a corporate event for what I thought was called Cobra Beer with... What's the young lady's name? What's her name? You won't know because you don't know who I'm talking about. Um, What's her name? Flippin' heck. Hang on a minute, let me Google her. It's not, it's not that important. 
What is her name? Um, I can't think of her name. Black, got an OBE, went to America, short, I think, or maybe tall, can't remember. What's her name? Oh, what's her name? You'd know her if you saw her. She's famous. Anyway, I did a... She keeps a moe a shandon. Now, what is her name? Um, can't think what her name is. Anyway, we did a thing for uh, Cobra beer, but I pronounced it Cobra, and she took me to one side and said, Ian, I think it's pronounced Cobra, and I was mortified. Um, so, but now I say, I really make sure that I say, I say Cobra every single time. No messing around. No messing around with me. It's Cobra. I wish I could remember the young lady's, um, Jackie Brambles. No, it's not Jackie Brambles, Martin. It's Jackie Brambles Black. (laughs) You're worse than these callers just saying names at me. No, she's a young woman. Very Channel 4. She interviewed Tony Blair and that's how she got her OBE. And it was to try and make politics um, young. Oh, what was her name? I can see her. I've worked with her. If I saw her in the streets, one of the few people I would say, all right. June Sarpong. Thank you, Kerry B. On Twitter, Jackie Brambles. June's Jackie Brambles. June Sarpong. Thank you so much, Kerry. Yeah, June Sarpong took me to one side. I think, I think it's pronounced, uh, Cobra. She, but she did it in that way. She did it in a really nice, kind way. Where it wasn't, oh, Ian, it's pronounced Cobra, you absolute melt. She said, um, Ian, I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but I think it's pronounced. She did it in a really sensitive way so that I didn't feel quite as much as a massive bell cheese. But I still felt, anyway. Gladiator star Cobra has dished the dirt on all the behind-the-scenes secrets of the popular competition game show. Yes. Michael Wilson, who's that? Oh, that's Cobra. 55 has divulged on details regarding sex, drugs, and partying. In a candid interview, explaining that the cast are having so much fun while boozing all night during end-of-show parties. I love the Gladiators. It was, I mean, uh, one day, I do think that Jet and I are, are, uh, still think we're going to get married. I had such a crush on Jet. I mean, Diane Udale is her name. I think she's like a psychologist now or something. And uh, I was on a Big Brother spin-off show with her, and I got all unnecessary, because it was, I had such a crush on her. Um... With their beefy bods and stunning good looks, Cobra also explained to the mirror that there was a lot of sizzling romances amongst the simpletons. Singletons, singletons, that was a genuine Freudian clip. Slip, slip! Which would result in a lot of noisy bedroom action. (laughs) Explaining that they were all of similar age with similar interests. They were horny young... Horny young people, there's no problem there, come on. Michael confessed, I used to drink too much during the first three years. We didn't know whether we would ask back, be asked back, so we would party. Ironically, I never used to drink a drop before I was on Gladiators. Despite having booze regularly flowing, it's a strange phrase, 
thanks to hospitality twice a day, he revealed they would often be warned about their drinking habits by producers who enforce school reports. But there's Jet. There is Jet. And um, look, there's, there's there's Hunter, and if you look closely, there's Little Hunter as well. <laughs> this is Little Bow and Arrow. My sister worked on uh, Gladiators, not as a gladiator, don't be stupid. Uh, she said it was a nightmare show to work on. Just everyone was, there was a lot of, I'm not saying any of the gladiators partook in this, but a lot of the behind the scenes people, there's a lot of cocaine going around. TV in the 90s, guys. TV in the 90s. Speaking about the steamy antics between cast... Michael noted as Cobra, there were a lot of off-screen romances, confessing the room next to me was noisy. Every now and again, there was a bit of banging on the walls. Yes, man. With the talk turning more serious, he spoke of the show's star. No, not the Wolfman. Gladiator Shadow battling a serious drug problem. Oh, look, um, was Sharon Davis a, a gladiator? Was she really? Well, well, well. Shadow, real name Jefferson King, had been doing cocaine and steroids for six months. However, producers kept turning a blind eye to the situation. However, it wasn't long before his drug addiction hit headlines. He was booted off the show. Here we go. Good news. After ten years of battling his demons, Shadow has now turned his life around and works in a drug rehab clinic. Good for you. Um, this... Uh, this comes after Cobra detailed his own plight, revealing that he is back on the mend after undergoing a hip replacement weeks after battling pneumonia earlier this year. Well, this is the thing. If you're, if you're like mega, mega fit, like Gladiator, if you're going up and down a travelator, like all the time and having pugil stick fights, you're gonna, your body, your body is not designed to take that much of a battering. It's simply not designed to take that much of a battering. You are going to knacker your body. You are going to totally ruin your joints, your muscles, your bones. All of those things are going to be completely out of whack. And um, you're screwed. That's why I don't do any exercise whatsoever. That's why I don't do any exercise at all. All right? There's no point. Michael Cobra was said to be seriously ill back in April as he battled a number of health problems, including severe acute pancreatitis and pleurisy. Pleurisy feels like a very, um, like a Victorian disease. Feels very, uh, feels very old-fashioned. And despite having his hip replacement operation only two weeks ago, Michael says he's ready to kick the crap out of the Wolfman. No. Michael has delightedly revealed he's back in the gym and is feeling optimistic. Good for him. Um. Oh! Gosh, there's Cobra now. I, I tell you why I'm sounding surprised. Because he looks older. Well, guess what? He is older. He's 55 and he's been really, really ill. He looks like, um, <laughs> he looks like Greg Wallace now. That's who he looks like now. He looks like Greg Wallace. No, I wouldn't wish that on anyone. Um, after being treated for his health woes earlier this year, Michael said he has recovered really quick despite still waiting on a bicep repair. A new shoulder next year and getting his other hip done in the next three months. I'm going to the gym, keeping the muscles strong. I'm going in every other day. I've, uh, proving that his friendship from his gladiator days is still strong. Michael explained that his former castmates, such as Hunter, Rhino and Ace, broke down into tears when they found out what he was going through. 
Hey, look at, look at him, isn't that funny? Isn't it funny? People get older, that's, that's what I'm, I'm marvelling at. James, I'll be with you in a second. Michael revealed, <laughs> this is a great sentence. Wolf texted me the other day. <laughs> they all phoned and sent loads of abusive texts. Big butch men can't be too sentimental. Come on, Cobra. Come on, it's 2019. A few bro- broke down when they heard I really wasn't well. Hunter, Ace, Puma, Rhino and Crabstick. I was really ill in that hospital. I wasn't sure if I was going to get out. Now every day I see as a bonus. Bonus. Um, okay, well, good for him, man. Get well, man. Get well. And if you have Jet's phone number, that would be, you know, would be great. Let's go to James. Good evening, James. Hey, man. How's it going? It's going. It's been a strange old day, but do you know what? I feel like I have dealt to, with today, uh, as an, uh, as an adult. I think it might make a few things a little bit worse for me, but if it does, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of ready for it. So I'm good. And I got the boys tomorrow. So yeah, I'm all, I'm all right, man. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. I mean, you sound you sound good. I'm generally, I'm all right. I've had a, I've, I've been brilliant, brilliant, brilliant until today, when it was a little bit. Um, uh, it was a little bit, you know, Jeff. But it's you know, it's all right. It's all right. I'm in I'm in a good place. Cool, cool. I've no idea what's going on, but you know, just you, stay strong. Thank and, you, brother. You know, keep at it. Yes, man. Um, yeah. No, I've been in a film with Jeff from Gladiators. What kind of film? Sadly, just a fantasy. Well, fantasy film. Uh. But, um, <laughs> oh, oh. You know, um, so it, it was um, a kind of crowd-funded film, which had um, Jet from Gladiators, Diane Newsdale, and Brian Blessed in. Brian Blessed! I <laughs> ate a baby's head with my penis! <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll throw you some money towards it if I can be in it. So... I did, and um, before I knew it, I was sitting in hair and makeup with Jet from Glad, you know, Jet from Gladiators, discussing about you know when they were at Wembley Arena in 1992, wow. where, where she she broke her neck, I think. No. And I I was there live as a little six year old kid in tears. Wow. <laughs> wow, man. So she had this like amazing anecdote, and I was just like, yeah, it was my first live event, and I really enjoyed it. But remember that traumatic the most traumatic time of your career <laughs> jeez you should sue her for um being so hot um i'm looking at uh, her now and i mean she honestly she was a very when was when was gladiators 90 probably finished about 96 96 was it that this was 92 it was 92 at wembley Right, okay. Then, and I think it still went on, and then it had the versus US gladiators and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, so, so as an 18, 19, 20 year old guy, as I was, uh, you know, Jet was, um, was a very important figure in my life. You know, there's no, make no bones about it. Well, there was one bone. But, but she was a very important figure in my life, and, and yeah. I, I have had the privilege of, be, of, of meeting her and speaking to her and one day marrying she's, her. She's lovely you know. as well, she's lovely, and, you know, I was brought up with her, and now she brings me up. Sorry? Hmm? There you go. Um, all right. Nice one, James. Uh, what was the Thank film? Uh, it's called Eric and the Barbarian. It's won quite a few awards, actually. It's done all right. So, you know, well, I hope... There's, to, only to, one to way, there's only one way to judge a movie. And we go to IMDb. It's a short film, but they still count. Eric and the Barbarian. Let's have a little look. 2018, short. 
gets a 9.8. That's nearly a perfect score on um, IMDb. It counts. Are you surprised? She plays a character called Jet in it. Uh, don't surprise me. Okay, nice one, James. Thank you very much for that. 0344-499-1000. This, dear listener, is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 0344-499-1000 is the phone number here till one o'clock. Then Martin Kellner comes in and does his thing, man. Good evening, Christina. Hi, dude. How are you doing? I'm very, very well, Christina. What have you got for us tonight? Um, it's about graduators. Yeah. Uh, Scorpio, Mickey yeah. Diamond. Yeah. She's to, uh, work for my model agency. Shut up, really? Yeah, yeah. When I went in, um, when I was a youngster, I went in, they said, she said I looked like Linda Lestardi. Oh, blimey, flipping it. Yeah. Oh, I'm looking at Scorpio now. Gosh, yes, I remember yeah. Scorpio. She was, um, uh, listen, they were all fine-looking human beings. The men and the women on that show were all beautiful. Maybe the wolf wasn't beautiful. Uh, he was rugged. But they were all fine specimens of what can be achieved in beauty. But, uh, gosh, yes, Scorpio. Well, no, but Jet, Jet was everyone's favourite, but I like Scorpio. Scorpio, there was a lot, there were some of them. Scorpio is included, and this is in no way a criticism. This is just simply a sign of the times. There are several... I was going to say the women, but actually there were some men as well, who really did do a, use a lot of hairspray and a lot of back combing, didn't they? And Scorpio, I think, was one of them. Very, very big hair. I still do it now. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I've got a big old 80s bush. I, th- I thought you said a big old 80s bush, and I did wonder. <laughs> I did? <laughs> no, bush. B- boof. Okay. Well, they yeah. well, Good, good for you. That's if that's working. <laughs> that's, 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 sorry. I'm imagining all sorts. Well, that's good news, Christina. That's excellent news. And and long term, I do like the smell of hairspray. I don't like the feel of it, but I do oh. like um uh I do like the smell of hairspray. No, I don't. I mean, oh, that's all right. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love the that kind of when when what, your mum would spray it. Band, your mum would spray it, and you'd sort of walk through it, and your face would get sticky, and you couldn't breathe because oh, you'd inhaled. Didn't have it. Sorry. My mum didn't have it. What's your favourite brand of hairspray? Oh, um, is it Silvercrin? Oh, yeah. <laughs> In the green um, can. Yeah, yeah, I plucked that from the air, didn't I? Yeah, uh, yeah Silvercrin is the one. That's the one for me. <laughs> I tell you what I miss. I used to, in the 80s, I used to put mousse in my hair. Do people still use mousse? Mm, I used to, as a youngster. I used to mousse my hair. I used to yeah. have quite big hair. Um, and I miss, now it's all, I, I, I use pomades, um, or product as we call it now. But yeah, I miss. Or a wax, or a. Have a what? Balm. A balm, or a wax. A wax, she said. Uh, mine is like a, a, a paste, I think it would be described as. Paste? Like a sort wow. of, it's like blue. Like oh, a, no, yeah. yeah. That's more like a balm. I don't, uh, I don't know, I don't, I don't know. I'm out of my depth here, Christine, I'm going to be honest. I'm okay. completely out of my depth. <laughs> okay, that means you want to go. No, no, not at all, it means, I, it means <laughs> I, I don't know how to describe, and I've got to plug my computer in. I thought I could make it to the end of the show and I can't. It means I don't know how to describe my, um, my hair care products. Mm. What are you drinking? It's What are you drinking? Um, Lilt. Pineapple and grapefruit. <laughs> it's totally tropical taste, isn't it, that? It is, it's yeah. T- I, mean, I do like a bit of a mongo now and again. Well, they apparently they drink that in the Congo. 
I like Kiora, but I'm not allowed to. It's too oh, orangey for my crow. Oh, yeah, I'm not allowed to sing it, am I? Um, you can. You can. It's too orangey for crows. It's just for me and my dog. Do you remember Vitalite? Vitalite. I don't know what Vitalite is. The, the um, margarine. But it had a song with it. I remember the Stork SB challenge, and it was Leslie Crowther. You're probably too young to remember Leslie Crowther. No. Sorry. How old do you think I am? Like twelve. Charming. Well, hang on. What's what's? How is saying someone is twelve an insult? How is that insulting? <laughs> unless <laughs> unless you're like fifteen, that's that. Well, how old are you? Seventeen. Sorry. <laughs> seventeen. Shut up, you seventeen. You're in your thirties. Yeah, I know. Thank you. You're welcome. So, <laughs> but do, okay, who was Leslie Crowther then? Uh, he was an actor. Nope. Well, well, was he an actor? I don't know if he acted. He was a TV presenter. Uh, yeah. Used to host, um, Price is Right. Come on down! <laughs> he used to host Who's Baby? Um, and then he had a terrible car crash in his Rolls Royce and he was brain damaged. And his daughter married Phil Linnett from Thin Lizzy. She was Sarah, I think, in this, if I'm, if I'm remembering. It's like Martin Keller will come in shortly and fill me in on, on all the deets as he's a little bit more vintage than we are. Um, why were we talking about Leslie Crow? Oh, so he would do an advert for Stork SB, which was, I think you can say, because I don't think they make it anymore. Was oh, like, it was, how, how amazing. Look, we're talking about margarine on the air. Yeah, so this is what it's about. Uh, yeah. It was like really like low-rent margarine that was almost lard, right? It was low-rent. And people would do like, like um, Joe Brown would do the Pepsi challenge. He would do the Stork SB challenge. And people would eat bread and go, I prefer this one. And they'd go, ah, it's Stork SB. And um, that's more Harry Seacombe than uh, Leslie Crowder. <laughs> but I used to eat. Stork SB, I don't know what the SB stood for, special brand maybe. I would eat it out of the tub with a spoon. That's how disgusting I am. Oh. Yeah, yeah. What was the other one? Um, was it gold or what was the other margarine? Uh, I don't remember any other margarines. I think it was just mm. that one. I mean, I'm not a fan of margarine. I prefer butter. Shut up. Butter, butter's <laughs> too poncy, right? It, you can't spread it. No, I would keep it out of the fridge for a bit longer. Then it stinks. That's it. You keep, let's keep the butter out of the fridge. All right. Well, it's going to stink. And then it goes too soft. Margarine. But do you know how well, they make... margarine's full of, like, rubbish. It's, it's not actual anything. It's man-made. Yeah, margarine you, has you got... The, it's grey when it's first made. Margarine has got plastic in it. That's how exactly. they make it... That's how that's they make it spreadable it. and so delicious. So, so, so delicious. Love it. Now, butter's, butter's good for cooking, but, um, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't I put it. I prefer a bit of Kerrygold. Get a bit of Kerrygold. It's, it's a, the thing is now, you, you, you millennials, I don't know what that means. I'm not a millennial. I don't know what a millennial is, actually. I said it and I don't know. But, yeah, um, can, can we look it up? Because I'm not sure. All right, let's look it up. It, but everyone's but spoiled now. You've got Bertolli, you've got Olivio, oh, you've got. No. Shit, that's not butter, is it? You've got all no. of those kind of things that, um, what is a millennial? I think I'm just on the edge of it. You're on the cusp, is it? Mm. Um, it says donating or relating to a period of a thousand years. No, a person, ah, here we go. It's a person reaching, this is quite vague. It's a person reaching young adulthood in the early 21st century. So I'm guessing what they were born 
in the sort of early 80s? Is, that what, is it early 80s? Bo- Millennial was born 1981 to 1996. Oh. So I'm, genera- I'm a Generation Xer. Um... <sighs> You're a millennial. Martin Kellner's a Victorian. <laughs> um, he's a he's a baby boomer. Um, okay, all right. I'm Generation oh, X. I, I, so I, I thought I was on the cusp of millennials. Well, what year were you born? Uh, Eighty-five. Well, no, you're 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 millennial. You're you're oh, well no, in. I don't, I don't want to be anything about that. Well, it's, it's tough. It's, it's tough. <laughs> oh, I know. You're a millennial. When you're born. You, you you have absolutely no say in the matter whatsoever. Oh. Oopty doodle. Oh, oopty doodle. Oopty doodle. All right. Thanks for the call, um, Christina. Sorry, no, sorry, sorry. You've done so well this week. Really enjoyed it. Uh, oh, thank you. Well, I've got, I've got another week of it. Yay! Hey! Right. Are you coming to any of our live shows? Yes, I told you um, the other day. I'm coming to the um, film one. Oh, yeah, you're coming to the film. One. I- I'm looking forward to meeting you. Make sure you come and say it. It's a nice small audience, 60, 65 people. Yeah. Um, there's also a woman coming who posts nudie pictures on Twitter. I know, you said that the other that day. Makes me... You said I sound paranoid. I'm like, very, very uncomfortable. Sick. I'm very uncomfortable. Oh. So, everyone, but... please wear jumpers and scarves. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll wear some weird stuff. Like it, nice one. Hey, look forward to meeting you, Christina. Thanks very much. Yeah, you too, Ian. Ta-ra. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye-bye. Take care. 0344 Oh, if you don't um, get through now, or you, you will get through now, but you can also phone up Martin Kellner after one o'clock. Um, this is... I like my occult, right, and my supernatural and all of that stuff, but I do not believe in the Loch Ness Monster. It was made up by... It was a... Um, Someone, is Martin there? Can Martin hear me? Someone sent in a text. I think Martin Kellner's national insurance number is 16. (laughs) Terrible, isn't it? That's terrible. That's terrible. Uh, Your phone number ends 2025. You should be ashamed of yourself. That is terrible. Um, But the the Loch Ness Monster, that's just made up. That's a business. That's a Scottish guy trying to get a bit of business. Um, And apparently it's a bit, listen, Martin's going to come in really quietly. You'll never notice him. Uh, Nessie has supposedly been spotted. You can sit there if you want, Martin. Oh, for the 14th time this where, where the chair is, for the 14th time this year, by a fan of the mythical monster sitting 6,000 miles away in Hong Kong, Michael Yoon was watching the official webcam when he was amazed as a large dark object swam in a straight line across Urquhart Bay. For about three minutes, he was watching the live webcam feed on Wednesday evening when he saw the unknown object coming out of Urquhart Bay. See, I don't believe anything, any footage now, I don't believe it. Have you seen this, this new thing? And I can't see it, but I think it's because I've got facial dyslexia. Everyone else can see it. Where they can get a bit of old film and they can put someone else's face on it. And it's there's there's a bit going around of... Um, well, like Zellig, like Woody Allen. Yeah, but better than that, it's they've got a bit of The Shining with the bit where Jackson's running around with the axe, but they yeah, put yeah. Jim Carrey's face on it. Now, everyone who's seen it, and I've shown it to, has gone, oh, that's amazing. But I can't see, to me, it looks like Jack Nicholson, but everyone says, oh, that's brilliant okay. how they're doing that I've now. I've seen that on uh, on YouTube, um, yeah. and it is amazing. It is amazing. But I mean, So they can do anything. So, Chinese lads saying, oh, I saw Loch Ness Monster on webcam. I'm, I'm saying he faked it. I'm saying yeah. he's a liar. 
Well, I would take anything you say as gospel, to be honest. Oh. Because, well, I hadn't realised till now that you're the voice of Cobra. Um, now I know that you're, you're Cobra's representative yep. in the United Kingdom. Yep. I respect you even, I mean, I did respect you before, but okay. I respect you even more now. How, how, what happens to that respect? If that respect is there, what happens when I tell you that gig was 15 years ago? 15 years ago. Yep. And you're still the voice of Cobra as far as I'm concerned. Thank you very much, Martin Keller. That's mm. what we like. That's you and Jackie like. Brambles. You're Jackie right. Brambles! Well, I, there was a name. I knew she went to America. Yeah. And I'd, I'd, I wouldn't know what she looked like. No. Uh, but I've heard her on Radio 1 years ago. You've probably got, um, you've probably got some clips of Jackie Brambles. I'm going to find what she looks like. She's white. She's white. See, I didn't know that. Um, you know. She's, I remember that, Jackie Brown. That's how. Yeah. That's how diverse I am. I don't, don't even see know. Colour. I didn't even know if you were white or black. Don't see colour. Um, what is on your show tonight? tonight. Um, we're going to be talking about the joys of Norwich. Um, okay. A Vietnamese airline has said that uh, whenever you go in the world, you must go to Norwich. It's okay. the best place in the world. Wow. My mate who lives in Norwich says it's a. Sh I don't know what I can say on your show. It's a bit of a S H. You can say it. Say it. It's a bit of a shithole. Mark Kellner says said that. <laughs> Send that to Denny, please. Kellner said that. So he says that. So I'm uh, going to have a look at the. I think I've ever been to Norwich. I've been there a few times. Right. Um, in partridge mode. I've been around so are the Vietnamese? Because there was that like small little town, wasn't there? That lots of Chinese people were going to and taking pictures of uh, stuff and it's, it's like a, it's a small little sort of suburb and th they found they were going well, why are all these Chinese tourists coming here on buses oh, and stuff yes, and I then see. they found out that uh, several Chinese towns were based on the design of this one yeah so but they're sending Vietnamese people to That's Norwich simply because it's one of the wonders haven't of the they world, suffered enough Yes. Dear God. Two, yeah. Um, they're saying that um, Vietnam and Norwich very similar in many ways. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Make your own jokes, yeah. They, they do like the smell of napalm in the morning. <laughs> yes. So, um, which Norwich doesn't actually smell like. It smells Norwich more doesn't like, smell of napalm. No, it smells more like urine in the morning. Okay, yes. But, um, yeah, so they're sending them there, so we're talking Norwich. Okay. We're also talking bananas. There's uh, a great banana blight going. Bananas Good. are, I mean. Hate them. It's an interesting, yeah, I'm not a huge fan. No. But the interesting thing about bananas is they're so cheap and they shouldn't be so cheap they're so cheap because people are, are exploited banana growers yeah uh, but we're talking from to a guy who colombia now what would you think colombia's main export is? two words beginning with c coffee and cocaine yes you would think so but in fact it's bananas there's, there's one letter and before yes one letter before all right and there's and it's one letter before cobra as well there there's we banana go black. blue band was the other margarine that blue band <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a bit, a bit of a local thing, wasn't it? Yeah. The, uh, what was your favourite match? That's it. I'm done. I'm back on Monday. Thank you, Hayley. Thank you, Amy. Thank you to uh, Mike McCartney. Stay tuned. Uh, Martin's coming up. This is Talk Radio. This is Talk Radio.